Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hello. Hello, Ms. Porter, Mrs. Martin. I am, you don't know how names work. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Hello, Sammies. This is Kim and Kat. Stay alive. Maybe. Maybe. We're a horror movie comedy podcast. And I'm going to tell you the whole movie. And I'm going to see if Kim can stay alive in it. And it's going to be a big spoiler alert. Yep. Giant, giant spoilers. But. Oh, well, let's do our thing first. Gino Hill's out. Tits up. (laughs) I've also done something. Very exciting with our peanut butter whiskey. I have poured it into a cup of coffee with some oat milk, and I just can't think of anything more delightful. Um, our friend Screwball Whiskey has a fun hashtag that I've noticed they post, and mm. it's Get Screwed. Oh, but S K R E W E D, obviously. And so I've started one called Get Screwed with KK Sam Podcast. Love so if it. Anyone wants to hashtag anything? Go for it. You guys, we're really close. I think, didn't you tell me they like liked a comment They definitely or liked me commenting one time. Okay. To, to sponsor guys, us. Guys, we're almost there. Because people keep tagging us I and know. all the whiskey they're buying I'm from like, what, us talking about it. You guys, come on. Uh, so keep keep it happening, Sammies. We believe in you. Uh, what was I just going to say? Oh. You had a thing. I was just going to say that the movie... Uh, that we're doing today was voted on by our patrons. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was happy with their vote. Good. I was hoping this was the one they would vote for. So oh, that's great. great. Yeah. Uh, do we have any business? I have some life to talk about. Talk about some life. I have some life as well. Uh, okay. Do you have one of those? Do you want me to go first with my life? Sure, yeah. I'll go first with my life. So encountered a really touching uh, uplifting and heartfelt moment with a dear friend of mine who said that our description in Dead Snow of poop sex <laughs> saved her from mortal emotional embarrassment on a plane. Wait, what? Okay. So a dear friend of mine, uh, her father passed away Aww. and it was very sudden. And, uh, she was flying home 
to go like okay my dad's dead now and it was um just really emotional for her and I think she's also someone who's like I get the impression like not super comfortable like crying in public like that Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. to me I'm like if the tears are coming they're coming like I I don't I don't know what to tell you but like that's just not really her so like obviously this was like a really emotional time for her and then there was this added element of like I feel like I can't hide from when I'm gonna burst into tears so I saw her for the first time and I was like how are you and she was like well I mean you know my dad died so I'm I'm that good and I was like that's great you know like you seem whatever like the fact that she even like mentioned it I was like oh cool there there's some processing and she was like but I gotta tell you I really have to thank you and Kim and I was like why and she was like well I was sitting on the plane and uh, I felt it coming on. I felt like the big cry mm. coming on. And I put on your your <laughs> podcast and I had already started Dead Snow. And right oh. as I feel the big cry coming on, you started telling me about the poop <laughs> sex. <laughs> and I just couldn't stop laughing. Oh, and it helped me avoid the big cry really on the plane. Yeah, That's so one of the sweetest stories I've ever I know, heard. isn't it? But then she texted me later. It cracks me up because she goes, "I was like, I'm gonna share this story," and she was like, "Please, you know." And she was like, "If you could not use my name, though, because otherwise it just feels a little sacrilege that I'm associating the death of my father with poop sex. So if we could just, uh, you know, I understand your intent, but if we could just keep it anonymous." For and sure, I was like, sure. "Fair enough." But I was like, "Oh my god, poop sex saved my friend." Me really happy. Yeah, it makes really happy too. I was like, wow, like, obviously, you know, it was the subject matter, but I just think it's cool that like, I don't know, we're making people laugh in spite of themselves and people like want to come and tell us that we make them laugh and it just makes me really happy and it just kind of made me think of like you, like I'm like, oh, you're experiencing what Kim and I experience often where it's like, no matter how sad we are. We can still figure out how to make the person laugh. Yeah. And I think that's super fucking cool as shit. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Uh, How did poop sex save your life? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure yet. (laughs) It's still early in the day. Looking forward to the the moment I find out, though. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, I did... Start and stop dating someone since last we recorded. But it was progressive. (laughs) You started and Um, stopped in a way that was really mature and progressive, and I'm proud of you. Yeah. Uh, So the guy that I talked about last time just kind of dwindled away. And it's funny because every time Kedra would see me, she's like, so do you like him? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go out again. But like, clearly that this is how I felt yeah and then it just literally like dwindled I feel like we're both just like okay bye like it wasn't a thing um and then I started talking to someone on tinder and we literally met one week ago (laughs) today but then went on three dates in less than a week and spent like five thousand hours together like and just like sat and talked the whole time and like he sobers we weren't drinking um and just like our last date we like literally just sat and talked till like two three in the morning for like six hours and 
and it was great. And <laughs> we got you, Bernsey. Um, but he like got out of a relationship a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half ago, and got sober at the same time. So that's a lot. And this was his first like kind of dip back into dating. And and you were very he clear wasn't about. Ready. And you were very clear. Do you want to hear? I waited to tell you this for the podcast because okay. I want you to hear it. Um, and I feel like I, my voice is literally in your head right now because you have headphones on. So I'm like, she can't tune me out even if she tries. So here's the thing. Uh, I've, you know, put my fury aside and my my fury just comes with any time anyone. The wind could blow Kim in a way that is uncomfortable for her. And I'm furious at the wind. Um what I think is really cool about what is going on for you right now, because I can see it from an outside perspective, mm-hmm. that you are drawing people to you yes. that are far more aligned yes. with what you're trying to do and who you're trying to be, Yeah, which is interesting because you've actually always done that. Like you've always drawn people to you that are like where you are at that time right. which also which is sometimes a big hot mess ex- exactly <laughs> like if you're a hot mess you draw in hot messes yeah. and it's like that is actually a kind of real superpower that you're like oh shit like I gotta learn how to wield this mm-hmm. but here's what I think is happening you are drawing people to you that want to be better people and see you as yes. like this amazing uh positive force I was about to say light but it's more like a force but here's what happens they want that but you have done so much work and you're so clear with what you want that you are attracting people like almost like at the beginning of their journey and so when you go okay this is what I'm looking for they go oh I just realized I'm not ready for that like I'm really drawn to this person but like you draw them in and then you challenge them. And that is like the next step that like a lot of people haven't gotten to yet. And the reason that I know that is because that's what you've done for me. You were never going to get rid of me. Like I was never going to go anywhere, (laughs) but there is like, I would say the two people that challenge me the most are you and Eric in that it's like, here's what we know you to be. And here's what I expect of you. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not ready to give you what you expect of me, I I mean, I don't leave because I can't leave either of you, but I do feel um, challenged and uncomfortable. So if you're not ready to face those parts of yourself, you're kind of like your bright light is pretty blinding. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, I, I just need to turn my head away then because I don't have any sunglasses yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I know that that doesn't help, (laughs) but it, but I hope it also like helps. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I really liked about him is because he's like so into working on himself. He was going to two hashtag therapists. (laughs) Um, and he's like super into like, and just open to like, like definitely on the journey. Like, and like, I had just a lot more information about a lot of things that I like would share with him. And he was super into everything or just open to a lot of things. And like, which is literally why he was like, I'm not ready because Mm -hmm. I like am truly working on myself, which is something that I love. And then he also like, (laughs) 
just like at the same time he's not like a fucking spiritual nurse like some people are like a coach which there's nothing wrong with those things but it's just not my person like I want someone who's like on their personal journey but like like he like was in like battle rap for a living which I think is cool as fuck yeah and then uses his platform to help people too like oh god yeah I was like panty dropper (laughs) I'm like helps people and like is Inter- wants to be a better person all yeah. the time and like and like that the whole, more like, we talk battle rap kind of vibe oh is God. very like Philly Philly. too I know yeah. um so that is something that I learned from him and like the last person that I actually really liked is like there's zero percent chance I can be with someone who isn't like constantly into personal growth and who isn't like doing something to make the world a better place like right so that's good to know. But you've also like, and I've told you this uh, I'm crying on the podcast again, you guys. <laughs> but I've also like, I've told you this before. The le- the more picky you get about w- what you will and will not accept, the smaller your pool gets. A hundred percent. It's just starting to feel that way. And it's just like, I, it's like equally frustrating and good. Like I'm like, the last two people I really liked, like I was like getting closer and closer to something that I was like, wow, I really connect with you. And I also really respect everything that you are as a person Mm -hmm. and have fun on top of all of it. Mm -hmm. So like you're a start. That's a really good thing. That's what I'm bringing in. So that's good. Um, And I super appreciate him being like honest, like he didn't fuck around with me at all. Yeah. He was very, very open. Um, Yeah. So I appreciate that. I feel like there was something else I want to say. Oh, about the bright light thing. <laughs> After our first date, he did text me. And he was like, he's like, I had fun. He's like, you have a really like warm and welcoming aura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I really love that. That's like what someone got from me on my first on our first yeah, date. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty apparent. And I think so. it's something that you used to put a little bit of a blanket <sighs> over. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's true. Um, You're pretty fucking blinding, you know, and <sighs> that comes with its own shit. But you got this. And you're so fucking loved. I know. And you inspire me every fucking day. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Since it happened, I like haven't had a second to spare. Like I was like had an audition. He told me like yesterday and I was like, I have to go to an audition. I have to go straight to work. I have to wake up this morning and do this huge thing for the podcast that we can't talk about yet <laughs> and then come and record. So I like haven't really had a time to just like to process. Cry and process. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel slightly judgmental myself because I'm like, oh, it's been a week and you're sad. But I'm like, you know what? I feel things deeply and I'm highly sensitive. And the fact that I feel things fully is a good thing. Yeah. And what we just talked about this this morning that like I very much empathize with you judging yourself, um, you know, when you haven't known someone for like a specific period of time because I used to do the same thing yeah. and Kim knew me when I would lay in bed for two fucking days over a guy that I was like sort of seeing for two months. So I, I think the it. difference is too, though, like that, cause I know what that is too. And that's like something that I'm not doing. And it's something I've talked about through actually through here. Um, I'm not feeling like as obsessive with people yes, anymore agreed. or being like, he's my fucking husband. Like right. our first date was actually kind of underwhelming. Cause yeah. I was like super excited to meet him because of all the things he does. Um, and then it just like got better and better the more we talked and yeah. connected, you know. Um, so I feel like it was a really healthy dating situation. Yeah. And that like I'm just like and I wasn't even still like he's my fucking husband. Like it was just more like, you know, like I'm connecting. I really love our connection and yeah. I'm like super excited for more. Like mm-hmm. it just like grew in a really like organic, nice way. Um, 
And you're right. So that's he, a good thing too. Yeah. I'm just and not, he also I'm like did you a favor in the fact that like he listened to you and was like, I remember her talking about he this. Heard me very much and that. I remember and I listened to like what she needs and I just realized I can't give that to her. So rather than like faking it or dragging it out, which mm-hmm. probably would have been easier, quote unquote, he was like, I, I mean, yeah, she was very clear about mm-hmm. where she was. I have to be clear about where I am. Yep. Which I super, super appreciate. It just yeah. fucking sucks. It does so. fucking suck. Thanks for listening to me, Sammies. Um, yeah. And listening to me cry again <laughs> on the podcast. Well, now I'm even uh, more. I love you all. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm even more excited for the film that you guys chose. Good. If you knew, because it's oh, definitely a fun ride. Oh, good. As opposed to like one of my other choices, which was like The Lighthouse, which oh. I don't think would have been like a spirit lifter Sad. <laughs> yeah so that's that's good so thanks sammy's thanks Yay. for coming to kim's rescue thank you to our um patrons yeah we're gonna every month they're gonna get to vote on a movie we do yeah and that's the thing next month will be for me yeah come see us over at patreon you guys we are stepping up our bge yeah, 2020 things. game on <laughs> patreon we figured out how to make live videos so we just yep. hop on live there yeah um if you we want to interact live <laughs> if you want four and a half minutes of us live figuring out whether or not we're live <laughs> That's available over on Patreon. That's a full four and a half minutes yeah. of us fucking around, yep. not knowing what's going on. Yep. It living was, our lives. Uh, but now we know how to do it. But yeah, you can like talk to us. It was cool. It was, it was really cool. I'm excited. Fucking, yeah, it was awesome. All right. So are, yay, Fright Night. Are you ready? Um, I am. So here's a little, uh, th- since you guys picked it. If this is a movie that you're like fucking super into, or even if it's a movie you're not super fucking into, but you think we do a really great job telling it, send this episode to a friend uh, that doesn't know. Or if you have a friend that you know loves this movie, yeah. but doesn't know us yet, send it over. Yeah. We, we would like to be introduced to your friends, please. Um, you know, we're, we're fun. We're fun ladies. We're social. Introduce sure us. Love a new podcast where some chick cries on it about a dude she's known for a week. Uh, uh, yeah. Tell them just, you know, <laughs> let them know about this episode. Uh, maybe take it. They're a, like, oh, that was horrific. Yeah, maybe Thanks, take a gander uh, at that timestamp, which appears to be about 17 <laughs> minutes and, uh, you know, ease them into it. <laughs> Have them dip their toe in the water. All right. I'm ready to fright my night. Okay. Here we go. So, a voiceover. Uh, dead or alive. Oh, fuck me. I'm like looking at the dead or alive. Rude. I'm so sorry. Charlie. Dead. Ooh. I felt bad saying that. Oh. Amy. Alive. Evil Ed. Alive. Peter Vincent. Dead. Uh, Vamp slash Jerry Dandridge. Dead. Creep slash Billy. Mm, alive. Okay. <sighs> Not great. <laughs> Pretty bad. So you get zero. We're, we're, we're back. To, we're back to our regular rules. It's fine. <laughs> You'll make it up in the questions. <laughs> I always do. Look. Yep. You know what? I'm great at actually you staying really alive. You really are. I'm not good at guessing, guessing. things based off nothing. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 
voiceover of a lady talking about how beautiful the night is, talking to a dude who is enthralled with her. And as we hear this voiceover, the camera, it's nighttime and it's misty and it's panning from one house to the neighbor of that house. So the house that we start on has got like a very sort of Victorian Gothic vibe to it. And then it pans over to the neighbor's house, which is like a more normal sort of colonial house that we might see on any suburban street. And we're listening to this uh, chick and dude. And he's like, your lips, they're so red. And she's like, would you like to kiss them? (laughs) And uh, we realize that the camera is now coming in a window of the more suburban house. And we realize it's a very overdramatic vampire show that's on a TV. Mm -hmm. And the star of this show, we're introduced to Peter Vincent, vampire killer. And it's Roddy McDowell. Do you know who Roddy McDowell is? Nope. Do you know the movie Overboard? Yeah, I've seen it, but like when I was a baby. I know him very well as the butler in Overboard. And I just love him so much. But I can't see him as anything other than Goldie Hawn's butler on a boat. Uh, But he did great. So it's sort of a very like campy, over the top TV show Mm -hmm. in the sense that like Peter Vincent is wearing like kind of a Sherlock Holmes type of cloak. And as he like chases the vampire into the next room, he's holding the stake up with like a fucking hammer. So like he can't just stab them. It's not Buffy style. He's got to like chisel it in. (laughs) Interesting. Um, I guess he doesn't have vampire slayer strength. Um, So really over the top. And it is absolutely not being watched by two kids who are making Mm. out. And I would like you to picture teenagers making out. (laughs) Okay. Where it's just not, neither of them are great at it. Okay. You know, it's a lot of slobbering, mouths are too open, (laughs) heads are being swallowed, that kind of thing. Yeah. But they're not lying on the bed. They're laying on like the floor next to the bed. And the boy keeps like moving his hand up her shirt. And Uh she like keeps stopping him and being like, don't. And then we hear the TV as they're making out. And we realize that the TV show that Peter Vincent is on is called Fright Night. Okay. Okay. So then he like Charlie, his name is Charlie. He keeps like moving his hand up her shirt. And finally she like throws his arm off and is like, stop. Yeah. Consent. Charlie then gets mad. (gasps) And is like, we've been going together a year, Amy. Then she's like, I'm sorry. Let's get in bed. And I'm like, (gasps) this is the fucking 80s. When was this made? Mm, 1982. Um, It's a Tom Holland movie. So, But it's like, Charlie was not painted as a villain in this scene. Right. It was painted as like a very normal scene that happens between right, right, two right. teenagers making out. Like it was just very uh, obvious. She then feels guilty that Amy she's not girl. ready. Yeah. Amy girl. So she's like, I'm you sorry. get to be ready when you're ready, you, girl. Yes. Also it's okay. like, you're a cat. Fuck Charlie. Like it's fine. Oh, do you know? Okay. So the chick that plays I mean, Amy. Don't fuck Charlie. Right. Fuck Charlie when you're ready. Like fuck Charlie. Don't like fuck <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the chick who plays Amy is, do you remember the neighbor from Married with Children? The neighbor? Yes. Girl? Who, yes. 
It's her. You mean like the ma? Like she's like a a, a woman yes. in Married with Children. Yes. Oh, okay. It's yeah, her. yeah, I know yeah. her. Um, so sh- he's she's like, I'm sorry. Let's get in bed. And he's like, You mean it? And they're <sighs> like kissing, standing up, right? And he like kind of opens his eyes and he sees something out the window and like is distracted by it. So they kind of stop kissing and he's like looking out the window and she goes to the bed and we just see her like nervously taking her shirt off. Oh, I don't like this. I hate this. What the fuck? I hate. I went on. Consent, consent, consent. I'll just say this. I went on an entire journey with Amy that had little to nothing to do with the plot of this movie. <laughs> like, look, if it's not a hell yes, yes it's, it's a, a hell no. no. So basically, I mean, this movie for me is about Amy's journey. Oh. 100%. Uh, with the oh, backdrop of whatever. You, yeah. So she's like nervously taking her top off. No boobs. <laughs> it was just like bra still mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate it. I'm like, don't put Amy through this. Like, she can barely. She yeah. Want to. So she's like nervously, like, just kind of waiting on the bed, and he's still looking out the window. And now he like gets fucking binoculars and is like, what are they doing? And we see what he sees, and it's two people carrying a coffin oh. into the house next door. Ooh. And he's like, obsessed now like he's like what the fuck is going on amy can't see it obviously she's on the bed you know trying to be consensual but not feeling it (laughs) and she's like do you want to make love or not because like for her going through this whole journey where she's like i don't want to lose my boyfriend he just yelled at me because i didn't want him to touch my boobs so i guess i'll give him what he wants and now he's like now he's not even interested now he's not interested (laughs) yeah it's like the story of amy um yeah so Amy then gets mad and leaves and I was like yes queen like that was a that was like a mini choice that I'm behind good for you so uh and she like yells she like goes down the stairs and he like runs after her and now they're at the bottom of the stairs and she's like first you want to make love and then you don't and then we hear from the living room Charlie Amy come in here Charlie's mom was just like sitting there like watching TV and we learned very quickly that she's kind of like a single mom who isn't a stranger to a glass of wine and a quick Valium. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she's like, are you having a lover's spat? This article here says that 76% uh, there's a 76% higher. Oh, my typos are making this illegible. Uh, Basically, she's saying 76% of couples that don't argue before marriage end up getting divorced. So she's like, it's good that you're fighting. And Charlie is like, mom, leave us alone. (laughs) And Charlie is like still fucking obsessed with what's going on outside. So like even now, he's fucking ignoring her. Like Amy is trying to be like, let's like put on a good face for your mom and He's just like not answering direct questions that Amy is asking him like in front of his mom. And so finally she she's just like, you know what? I'm leaving. And she like turns around, leaves the door, slams it. And I'm just like, worst boyfriend ever. Like this is already a horror Amy, movie. Amy, you got to get out of there, girl. It's already a horror movie. You deserve better, Amy. 100%. BGE. Like, she's cute. BGE. Yes. 
she's like super cute. So then we see like after she leaves on the news that mom is watching, we just hear man found murdered on the train tracks and blah, blah, blah. So like, okay, a body was found. Cut to next day, school. Charlie is walking out of class with his friend Ed, who he nick- who he calls Evil Ed, like as a nickname. And Ed's like, <laughs> stop calling me evil. <laughs> so much of that <laughs> sentence had question marks. It's because I could, I may be starting a spinoff podcast that is, can we talk about the character of Evil Ed in the movie Fright Night? <laughs> he is... I know what character he's, what character archetype he's supposed to be. Uh-huh. He's like the he funny sidekick friend. Okay. Okay. He's the ducky. He's right. the, 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 the friend on crutches in, um, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Night of the, the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. Okay. Like he's that guy. I get it. But the choices that this character makes are just mesmerizingly strange (laughs) I mean utterly confounding and I'm like I see what you're doing but I've never seen anyone do it this way and I truly don't know if you are legitimately the worst actor I've ever seen or like worlds beyond any actor I've ever seen in the best one I don't know to this day I don't know I have no clue it's the strangest choices I mean (laughs) So anyway, they walk out of the classroom and Charlie is like, that bastard. Why didn't he tell us he was going to spring a pop quiz? And I was like, I hate this guy. That's like, I fucking quizzes. hate this dude. He's mad at his girlfriend for not getting to feel her boobs. And he's mad at his teacher for giving him a pop quiz that he didn't fucking study for. G- uh, hashtag goodbye. So over overly funny friend Ed is just like, that's why it's called a pop quiz, Charlie. <laughs> oh, you're so cool, Brewster. I'm not exaggerating. This is what's happening. <laughs> oh, God, I just want like I, I, if any of I our Sammy, if any if anyone can do a supercut <laughs> of Evil Ed from Fright Night, I would be forever indebted to you because I will analyze. I'll write a fucking like expose essay on this motherfucker. I just I need to know where he is now. I need to know where he's been. <laughs> I um I hope that's what I expect for our postmortem yeah, now. Thank I, you. I over on Patreon. 100% will be doing my entire Patreon will be about this person who plays Ed. So as they're talking, Amy pushes through them without speaking to Charlie. And I'm like, "Yes, queen." Like just yeah. she's just like, "Fuck you." But like doesn't say anything. And he like calls after her and she doesn't turn around. And I'm like, "Mhm. B G E." Yep. So now we're home from school. Charlie is uh, walking into his home. As he's about to walk up the front steps, a super smoking hot 80s blonde gets out of a taxi. And she is dressed to the nines, like Mm -hmm. does not fit in in a suburban area, uh, nor does she fit in in the daylight. She's definitely (laughs) wearing a, a night ensemble. A night ensemble. And she's like, we learned that she's like looking for the neighbor's house. <laughs> that reminds me when we used to hang out with the whiskeys. Oh my God. <laughs> when we first moved here, we hung out with this band all the time um, <laughs> called Whiskey Circus. Mm. And we, oh, did you spill on yourself? I did. A little spill, spill? Yeah. And um, <laughs> I just remember one time we were like at their house partying I'm all weekend. For this, for this story. But it was like, 
Monday morning at this point. And like Phil came downstairs or something and he's like, oh, hey, Kim Burns, Monday morning still in your Friday night party gear or something like that. (laughs) Yep, that was, you would lose entire chunks of days at the Whiskey Circus house. house, Get lost there. For sure. It's, uh, I was, oh man. They also made you like a terrible employee, not you, like one, they made one a terrible employee. I remember I showed up, whatever job I was working, oh, was that that like fucking store in Santa Monica? Yeah, clothing store. And like, I had been at the Whiskey's house for 48 hours exactly. and had to go to work in Santa Monica. You guys will not understand how far their house was from Santa Monica. Still drunk, for sure. Uh, and it was like a giant sales day where it was like we were having an event. Right. And I looked so bad <laughs> that they had to dress me because they were like, you cannot be seen by customers. You look bananas. And I realized that I was what still, I was just like, I just looked haggard. Like yeah. I just looked unwashed. Yeah. Like I just, <laughs> I just looked bad like that's I was what like, the whiskey's do to you yeah like I was like I f- like the choice to be like I guess this makeup from 48 hours ago is acceptable like under my eyes like right. that's not and and then I was like still like making such terrible decisions that like as my co-worker was like dressing me I was like I totally hooked up with the lead singer of Whiskey Circus <laughs> and she was like this is not appropriate I don't care I'm 40 and and you're a mess and I was like it was so fun it was fun fun. (laughs) why are we talking about this uh Friday night party gear hi whiskeys daytime during the daytime yeah okay (laughs) so he like directs her to the neighbor's house and just blatantly stares at her ass as she walks away And, and to be fair I mean like for a teenage boy like he didn't have much choice like his boner hit him in the eyeball like there was nothing to be done so he goes upstairs to study and mom is like, study you like she's just a real like she's one of those moms. It's like, I'm your friend, not your mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Charlie needs a mom because he doesn't know how to respect women. So, yeah, for reals. So he's in his room and he's trying to do his trig homework. And he then hears a blood curdling scream from next door. Kim, What? What do you do and what does he do? Well, I think that he is real interested. Okay. I think he's going to, hmm. Ah, I, I understand either you a, don't know him super well yeah, yet. I don't know him yet because it's like either A, I think he's just going to look out with binoculars or B, kind of like really go kind of look in the windows and stuff like okay. go over mm-hmm. i am i mean i love trig I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. okay <laughs> <laughs> so i'm probably gonna keep doing my trig that's a point for you uh you are actually correct like your instincts were correct that he has led us to believe that he's someone who would at least look out the binoculars so I'm actually wondering if there was like a scene cut because he just uh, kind of like looks and then we cut to the next scene oh so I was like mm, interesting jinx interesting so no that's interesting no you're interesting, no, I'm interesting. <laughs> so now we cut to Charlie so it was like ah! and then like he looks and then we cut to Charlie at a diner Amy walks up Mm. 
And he's like, I'm sorry. Are you? And she says, no, it's my fault. No! No! Amy! Oh, my sweet baby Amy. I know. I I felt. Oh, Amy. I was like, I just want to take her under my arm yeah and i want to put a nice little fucking leopard cheetah print shirt on her and a nice mink Mink vest from from our grandmother yeah and give her some big grandma energy because she doesn't have any needs some and it like broke my heart because i was like i remember when i didn't have big grandma energy yeah i know me too like i remember when i when i would have said like i'm sorry i didn't let you touch my boobs Mm. i mean the difference is i let everyone touch my boobs but you get what i'm saying i think the difference was no one wanted to touch your boobs i think that was the difference (laughs) that i was like (laughs) i'm sorry that you don't don't want to touch touch my boobs boobs. (laughs) it's true uh and so she's like it's my fault and then he's like, Amy, I love you. So she keeps talking. And she like sits down now. And she's talking about how awful it's been not talking. She's like, it's been a terrible <sighs> two days. I and- feel you, girl. Oh, my God. That part. It's heartbreaking. But don't worry. Um, Amy has um, some fun little things that happen later. Okay. okay. Don't you worry, girl. Great. So... She's just like talking and she's like really being sincere and sweet. And that she's like, you know, I'm really glad that we're like working this out. That Marcy. we're talking this out. Marcy. 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 That's who it is. Marcy. Marcy. Yeah. Sorry. Just remembered. I couldn't remember it either. Thank you. I kept saying Pammy. Like, mm. but it's like kind of that same vibe. Pammy and Marcy. Marcy. Yeah. So as she's fucking talking, being like, I'm really glad that we're having a healthy conversation about this. Charlie fucking sees something on the news on the TV <sighs> above the, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. bar. And gets up while she's talking and walks away. I, I cannot with this motherfucker. I also cannot. I was Amy furious. Okay, furious. I have so many things. I'm like, Amy, you deserve to be with a person who wants to sit and speak with you and 100%. is invested in all the wonderful things you're saying. 100%. Charlie, you need to get your fucking shit together. Yes. What are you doing? What are or you doing? be open and honest that you're not ready for a relationship. Yeah, like it's just like, <laughs> or... Like, okay, I happen to be married to someone who has like very split focus. So it's like the beginning of our relationship was me being like, I feel like you're not paying attention to me and I want to throw a temper tantrum about it. And frankly, I still do that a little bit. But we now have a language where he can be like, I have 40 million TVs going in my head at all times. So like sometimes I just like tune into the wrong channel and like it's Mm -hmm. not personal basically so I'm like maybe Charlie is this person but at the same time like you have to like tell someone like this is not okay with me you know I mean they're teenagers they're figuring themselves out but 100% that's why I'm like Amy like I'm not mad at you like you'll learn you'll you'll earn your big grandma energy it's fine um but in the meantime I'm heartbroken so he is looking at the TV because there was another murder. Mm. And they show a picture of the girl who was murdered. And it was the fucking chick <gasps> that walked into the house. The from lady next of door. the night in the, the day. The lady of the night in the day. Whoa. Turns out that she, is very interesting to like. Yes. But I just there is. a. am so sorry, Amy. I, I, I have, I, to, have, I have to respond to, to this and this. I yeah. have to tell you why I'm responding to this. Yeah. Please don't think that I'm like not interested in what yes. you're saying. Yes. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. So 
turns out she was an actual lady of the night, a prostitute, I'm sorry, a sex worker who was murdered. And, uh, oh, so I wrote, he fucking gets up as she's talking to go look at the TV. And I just wrote, leave him, girl. (laughs) Uh, Please. And so that we hear the newscaster being like, badly mutilated, mutilated corpse found by the old mill. Then here comes old evil Ed. (laughs) He comes over and is like laughing that both bodies were found missing heads but laughing in this way that I was like you're not a creep you're just so fucking weird what are you who are you I it's I can't get into it so you are Charlie okay uh upon hearing this news literal news what do you do and what does he do I am going to, you know, I think, uh, tell the police. It okay. seems like I have some information. Like, I wonder if they knew that he, she was at the house next door hours before being murdered. Right. Seems like important information. 100%. Uh, fuck. I don't know this motherfucker. Um, I mean, the clue I can give you is like your instinct for the last question was correct. So let's say maybe now. Okay, so he knows that she died and she was next door. Okay, so maybe like at this now point, yeah. she goes next door yeah. and kind of pokes around. Because he like saw her yeah. walk into the house and then saw her on the news. Yeah, okay. So you think he goes and pokes around? Yeah, the next door. Yes. Uh, going to the police with very specific information, very useful. Um. So good job. What he does is he does go and investigate. He goes home and he sees like he he has like a direct shot into their window. And he sees someone painting the house inside. And so he goes around to the back and he tries to open the storm door. Uh, storm door is like, you know, where Dorothy tried to hide in Wizard of Oz. I know storm doors. Oh, okay. I I just learned that they were called that. So oh, that's why I was... my house in Philly had storm doors that go down into the basement. Where it's like a like a door on the ground? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that a... Th- Interesting. For some reason, I was under the impression that like storm doors were only in places where there were tornadoes. Uh, Is that just my Wizard of Oz um, I think influence? it's just Wizard of Oz influence because okay. every house next to us had them too. It was just the way it was set up. And it just goes down into a basement. Under yeah. The house. So like you could go, there was obviously a door with steps in our inside the house that goes down to the basement. Okay. And then there was the storm door like entrance exit, which we like never used really, but oh, cool. it was very creepy. Yeah. 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 How interesting. Okay. So he goes to the storm door because what he ended up seeing in the beginning scene was that they were like putting this coffin down the storm door part of the house. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, so he's like trying to open it and it's locked. And kid, <laughs> what you doing, kid? And it was the dude that was painting oh. inside. And Charlie's like, nothing. And uh, creepy painting dude was like, just make sure it stays that way, kid. <laughs> and Charlie like runs off. By the way, I don't think I ever typed Charlie I typed Chalray 
one hundred percent of the time. So every time I get to his name, I'm like Chow Ray. Um, so he runs off. Cut to him in his room, watching spooky movies in like kind of a really manic, weird way. Because I was just like, you, you think someone was murdered next door, and then someone told you to like not go down. Like I don't know. Like I would still just be like on that path mentally. But instead, he's just like in his room watching spooky movies. And it's like a montage of him just like eating junk food like a fucking teenage boy and like just drinking like 400 cans of soda and then crushing them up and throwing them on the floor. And then there's like nudie mags everywhere. And it's like just a montage Mm -hmm. of like Mm -hmm. what the fuck teenage boys do in their room in the 80s. (laughs) God, (laughs) I just can't. I bet it. Oh, God, the smell. Like, I just, oh, God, God. they just didn't know. Maybe teenage boys, like, don't have fully developed olfactory cells. Maybe they don't. Because I'm just like, y'all are fucking gross. Uh, So that's, like, what is happening. He wakes up kind of in the middle of the night because, like, his TV is static. And he, like, was even, like, asleep in a chair. Like, I was like, you're a mess, bro. Like, you're just, like, a fucking mess. Like, take your jeans off. Like, lay in bed. Like, you're a mess. (laughs) So he fucking wakes up. And he looks across the way. And it's his neighbor. Not creep. Different neighbor. Same house. About to bone a new chick. And they're like standing at the window and he's like the um, hot neighbor is like standing behind her, you know, in that like very sensual way. And then like all of a sudden she like sensually takes her bra off mm-hmm. and fucking mm-hmm. Chalry is there with his goddamn binoculars. Just like, oh, I'm surprised he could see the binoculars through his boner to his eye. He had to push his boner to the side a little bit. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Actually, he just rested his boner like between right, the no, two. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what that spot is for. Um, oh, binoculars. yeah. It just yeah, holds just, your boner. It just holds your boner. Watching yeah. sexy times. Mm-hmm. So he sees dude behind this girl. So like he's centrally behind her. Right. And she's like got her eyes closed and just like feeling the moment. And he sees the dude expose his fangs <gasps> as he goes to bite her neck. At that moment, right before vampy neighbor dude sees chowry uh-oh and he just stares at him and slowly closes the blinds <laughs> but the most terrifying part of this shot was the creepily long nails Ooh. on this gentleman i cannot think of anything that is a bigger turnoff to me than gentlemen with long, talon-like nails. Yeah, like what's his face in a, what's it called? Oh, in a Angel Heart. <laughs> Angel Heart. Yes, Robert De Niro in Angel Heart. Yeah. I got you, girl. What but was his name? The Devil. I think his name was The Devil. I think we called him something. Did we? Because we didn't know he was the devil in the beginning. Oh. Yeah, what do we, oh, we call him Egg Nails or something? Didn't he like have an egg or something? <laughs> Did have an egg. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, and if a dude has like, you know how like the top of your nail is like white? Yeah, as it gets longer. Yeah, yeah. If a dude has like literally any white. Yeah, no. I want to blorf. <laughs> like, I'm I not down with Cannot handle it. I dated a guy that like had like 
his nails were too long. And I just was like, I didn't have my BGE at that time. Right, like now right. I just be like, cut your fucking nails, you disgusting motherfucker. <laughs> wow. But like I couldn't at the time. So I was just like, <laughs> I mean, I think everyone should do what they want. It's a little sexist, but also mm, cut your nails. No, like I can honestly say that like if I was with a woman, I also wouldn't be into long nails. Yeah, because she's shoving them up your vajayjay. 100%. That's, I don't, it grosses me out. I don't like it. My hatred for long nails on my body is all inclusive. Like, I love your long nails, but that's because we're not hooking up. (laughs) Rude. Gross. So rude. Disgusting. Yeah. Blorf. (laughs) Blorf. Okay. Okay, no. What are we talking about? Okay, now I accept. Yeah. Anyone who's shoving their fingers up my vagina. I don't want long nails. Cut your fucking nails. Like, I can't. It's It's so gross to me. So, or if it's just the one pinky. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I just don't. Oh, God. I just want only fleshy tips on my. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Only fleshy tips touching my body. Pussy. <laughs> Anywhere. I only fleshy tips. Soft, fleshy, hard tips. Yep. That's all I want. Rubbing around down there. Kim, what is our podcast about? about? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) he has long nails. So he has long nails. So Chal Ray goes and wakes up mom. And mom is like got her sleep mask on two volumes deep. She's like, and fucking Chal Ray comes in. He's like, the guy next door has fangs. And she's like, bitch, I am asleep. Get out (laughs) of here. So at that point, he looks out his mom's window because she's like, get out of here. And he sees Creep uh-huh. loading what looks like a body in a black trash oh, bag into the car. boy. Okay. Uh-huh. Kim, what do you do? What does he do? I think. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Is the car going somewhere? Uh, it, it, it's, there's currently not a driver in the front seat. It's a Jeep. But, like, it's being loaded in there with the anticipation of them going somewhere. Like, I was going to say, he, can can, can Chal Ray drive? How long is uh, he? He could potentially have a license. He doesn't have a car, though. Because he's walking. You know what? He's walking everywhere in this movie, so I'm going to say no. Okay. I, uh, I, I'll do me. Um, as previously discussed, <laughs> I don't fuck with long-haired nailed dudes. <laughs> No, she does Long not. Long hair nailed dudes. No, no, she does not. So I'm going to say none your business, Burns. <laughs> and uh, just, I don't care. Okay. I don't care about you neighbors. Okay. Creeps. Le- keep to yourself. Love your life. Yeah. What does he do? Um, or don't. And he, hmm, he, uh, what does he do? What does he do? I just, I like, um, the guy's leaning. Okay, so wait, he told, wait, he told his, where is he? He's in his mom's room and like his mom was like, leave me alone. Right. And then he sees the body, the body. bag. Um, I think he's going to like aggressively tell his mom now. Be okay. like, you have to wake up. Look. One point for you. He decides to walk out of the house hide in the bushes that separate his property from 
uh, their property. And as he's hiding in the bushes, picture this. We have a POV. Is it next door or across the street? Next door. Okay. Yeah. We have a POV of someone running off the roof because we hear footsteps and then (laughs) flying down. Okay. Then all of a sudden, dude with the fangs and the nails is standing in the driveway. Oh, boy. And he says to Creep, forgot something. And he tosses a gold hat and Creep like catches it. And I was like, did I see this gold hat on somebody? I don't recall seeing a gold hat on anybody, okay. but it was definitely like the camera was on this gold hat. So I was like, okay. Um, this is also the moment that I remembered where the fuck I remember uh, Creepy Nails from. Where? He's motherfucking Prince Humperdinck from Princess Bride. Oh. <laughs> now, here's what's crazy. Watching Princess Bride, I could not have possibly been less attracted to Prince Humperdinck, <laughs> even if he had long talons for nails. I just, he was the capacity for people I'm not attracted to. Mm-hmm. Very much not the case in this movie. Ooh. I was like, you have some big vampire energy that I'm into. Ooh, big and vampire I am energy. Flealing it for sure. <laughs> Cut those nails and let's talk. Get a little BGE mixed in with my BVE. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was into his BVE from go, honestly. Um so <laughs> you just like as he's sleeping in his coffin, you're just like, I'm just going to clip your nails. I'm just going to clip them. Just go to sleep. Go to sleep. You can bite me after. Honestly, it's fine. I'm a little into it, but just those nails. If you could just. So Chowlery is hiding in the bushes. Conversation happening between Creep and Humperdink. And mom then comes out the front door and she's like, Chowlery? Chowlery? And so they're like alerted to like someone being there. So Creep and uh, and Humperdink realize that he's spying. Humperdink then walks slowly towards where Chowlery is hiding in the bushes, unclear as to whether or not he can see him or sense him. Uh-huh. And he had been eating an apple this whole time and just kind of like tosses it in his general direction. Just a little tauntingly. Mm. And at that point, Chowlery is like, bleh, 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 and like runs out of the bushes inside. <laughs> and Humperdink is just like, who the fuck is this idiot? So inside, mom is saying to him, she's like, I just had the strangest nightmare. It sounds like you had a nightmare too. Are you sick? Do you need some hot cocoa? And he's like, I didn't have a nightmare. I don't need hot cocoa. A bat flew over my head and then he was there and they murdered a girl. And and don't you see that? And mom's like, you're ill. (laughs) And I wrote, mom's not buying it. And she's kind of funny. Like she just, (laughs) She, I really liked her energy as well. I just, I was like, I pop a couple volumes with this bitch. Yeah. Um, she, she'd host a great like wine and cheese night yeah. that would get like a little too rowdy, yeah. and you'd wake up with a surprising hangover the next day <laughs> and be like, "But that was a good That's night." So many laughs. Yeah. Um. So then finally, Chowry blurts out, and he's like, "He's a vampire!" And mom goes, "A what?" Cuts to Amy in the house going, "A what?" <laughs> 
So Amy is now here the next day. Got it. And she doesn't believe him. And so Chowry gets mad. Uh, what, as Chowry, what do you decide to do now? And what does Chowry do? Hmm, this is interesting. So I can't decide if it's really important to him for them to believe him. Like if it's more like, I'm going to prove this to you, Amy. Or if he's like, all right, I need to do this on my own. Uh, or it could, uh, mm, it could get, be both. Or does he get uh, Dr. Evil involved? Mm. What's his name? Evil Ed. Evil Ed. <laughs> Dr. Evil. Uh, yes. Uh, Michael Myers playing. Oh, Michael, Michael Myers. Uh, oh, well, Mike Michael Myers. Myers. Mike Myers, Myers <laughs> playing Dr. Evil. Not to be confused with Michael Myers, who is... But also what if not Michael Myers was playing Dr. Evil, though? <laughs> I'd see that fucking movie a hundred times. Someone please make One hundred <laughs> times. And it's just like a Michael mask and he's he holding his pinky up. His... <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever heard okay. in my life. Uh, what do I do? Okay. Um, I'm going to keep. I don't want to get involved. I okay. don't want to. Okay. Stop trying to get me involved, Ketrin. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I'm a busybody. You I know this have about my me. life to live. Yeah. I've got my own life to live. I just realized what would happen if I had a vampire neighbor. Oh, yeah. You'd be in it. I'd be in it. And I'd be like, Kim, let's go spine. You'd be like, bitch. I'm no. not trying to get bit. It's not even my neighbor. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we know. Where's Ketrin? Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm a vampire. Um, that's me. He is. Oh fuck. He's clearly not letting it go. Oh no. That's not what's happening. No. So how does he not let it go? How does he keep holding on to the neighbor vampire story mm-hmm. situation? Fuck. I. It's like could be anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he's going to put together a plan. A PowerPoint. Yes. On a PowerPoint. <laughs> cool. You know how 80s kids love plans. The, and PowerPoints. And PowerPoints. <laughs> they do love plans. And he's going to f- spy on the neighbors. That's one and a half points. Great. Stay out of this bitch. You're right. Like, just stay out of it. Just fucking stay out of it. Live your life. I'll live mine. Yeah. It's cool. So he does put together a plan, which is why I gave you a half a point. Uh, But what he does is now he goes to the cops. Oh, I didn't think he'd do that. Okay. Well, he went to the cops at the wrong time. That's why you didn't get there. Because it's like the time to go to the cops was when I saw this chick walk into the house. I then saw her on TV having been murdered. This is direct and relevant information at this time. I'm going to the cops now. And he didn't. Yeah. Like now it's like, who knows what they did with the body? Like it's just. And it sounds like like a cuckoo banana story. Yeah. Like it's just like less relevant now. Like whatever. So Chalry now pulls up with a cop. uh, Okay. And Billy Creep answers the door. And detective cop is like. Uh, is Jerry Dandridge home? And I was like, I'm sorry. Is there a fucking sexy ass vampire named Jerry, Jerry Dandridge? Dandridge? <laughs> like he may as well be named Humperdink for sure. Jerry Dandridge? Jerry. I cannot. 
Like, I can't. Oh, Who? Jerry Dandridge with those long nails. Oh, my God. It's so the sexy. worst. Like, at least name him, like, Jean Valjean or something. Oh, that's from, <laughs> <laughs> that's from Les Mis. Sure. Jean Valjean. He's probably a vampire. Yeah. So, uh, Billy Creep is like, no, uh, Mr. Dandridge is out of town. I'm his roommate. And the detective is like, may I come in? Chalry just fucking walks right in. And I'm like, this is like the least professional Chalry. detective cop ever. And then like just uh, Chalry like has no chill at all. So Chalry is like snooping around while the detective is like very calmly and adult like talking to Billy. And uh, the detective is like, you know, who were you with last night or something? And Billy is like, oh, it's just us here. You know, our alibi is each other, whatever the fuck. And Chalry chimes in. He's like, that's not true. They weren't alone. I saw them take a body out. <laughs> and but, oh, like, he's like, no fucking chill. And so then Billy Creep is like, did you see the body? And Chalry is like, well, no. And the detective is like, you're a crazy kid. And then Chowry is like, let's look in the basement. There's a coffin down there because he's a vampire and his fangs and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so now detective and Billy Creeper like, kid, you're nuts. And the detective gets mad now and like ushers Charlie out and uh-huh. is like, I'm so sorry. Like this right. he, he's, way to ruin it. Chowry. Yeah. Like completely ruined it. And like the detective is like, you're wasting my fucking time. So as Chowry is ushered out by Detective Cop. Creep is like watching out the window. Detective drives away. Creep is now watching him from the balcony of the house. So it's like he was watching out a window and then he like went upstairs and like was now looking at a balcony. It's a very Victorian house, remember? Mm-hmm. And Chowry is that like trying to chase down the cop and like he drives away. And then Chowry like looks at the church down the street, back up at the creep. And then looks at his watch and it's 423. And he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what is your problem? So cut to he drives to Evil Ed's house and is like, the vampire next door is going to kill me when he wakes up tonight. Help me. And Ed is so stressed. <laughs> I can't wait to see this, this character. It's so strange. Like... <laughs> His choices were like, I'm like, are you mocking him? Are you taking him seriously? Are you insane? Are you, are you mentally impaired? (laughs) I mean, like there, I don't know. He's a full blown mystery to me. So I just wrote, Ed is so strange, such strange choices. And so then Chalry is like, I'll give you eight bucks to tell me what I what I should do to protect myself against a vampire. I'm kind of like, <laughs> what? don't you? I'm like, don't you watch this like what? Peter Vincent vampire show all the time? Like, yeah. don't you know what to do? And so Evilette is like, get some garlic and a crucifix and holy water blessed by a priest and make sure that they're not, th- and they can't come in without being invited. And I'm like, can I have eight bucks? I could have fucking told you that. <laughs> like, also, I'm like, how much was eight bucks in 1982? I want to postmortem that. Ooh, yeah, I'm good question. Because I'm like, how much? What shitty friends that you need to be like, bro, I'll pay you. Pay you for information. For information on how to survive. Like it was, yeah. And I'm also like, and I'm like, I don't even want to know what Evil Ed does with this $8. Because I just, he is an enigma to me. And I don't want to know the mystery. (laughs) Slash, I desperately want to know the mystery. So 
Cut to I want to spin off of Evil Ed. <laughs> I desperate like I really want to spin like. Oh my god! I just gotta know what this actor is. I can't keep talking about Evil Ed, Kim. That's for my spinoff podcast. Okay. So cut to Charlie feeling more confident back up in his room and he's like nailing two by fours over his windows I guess and I guess he's like feeling confident because he's like well he can't like he can't come in unless I invite him or whatever so I'm like well therefore why do you have the two by fours whatever like he's just a dummy then his mom calls him downstairs and she's like meet the new neighbor oh no because like mom's trying to get fucked of course and, like, she is Jerry Dandridge she was like hey Jerry yeah. Dandridge and I'm like bitch I do not blame like I get it a fucking hot neighbor moves next door and Come you're just like in a wine drinking Valium single mom come on come on come on um and he's sitting in one of those wing back chairs, you know, like the kind that are in my living room where they've got like kind of like a a, a blinder right yes. where the head is. OK, yeah. And so like we can't see his face, but we just see him like put his hand up against like the wing of the chair <laughs> and his nails are cut. So I was like, what? Hi. Hello? Like, Hello. Like, wow. may I expose my he neck knew. to you? Yeah. He did and it I'm, for you. Catherine. Yeah, he did. And like, mom is like, I am feeling this. And I'm like, me too, mom. So he gets up and goes to shake Chowry's hand. And Chowry has no chill at all whatsoever. Like zero chill, like backing up, broke out into a flop sweat. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you, I mean, get it under control. And so Jerry is like, staring straight at Chowry and he's like I'm really looking forward to dropping by whenever I want <laughs> and Chowry's like fuck so Chowry like runs upstairs and mom is like I'm so sorry my kid is a weirdo and Jerry's like <laughs> kids and so now we cut to nighttime Charlie is again asleep in his chair with all of his clothes on <laughs> and mom is also asleep and Chowry wakes up to someone on the roof. And it is not Santa's reindeer. But um <clears throat> I'll see myself out. Up. So he goes to investigate. And he's like peeking around corners in his house, holding a cross crucifix. Downstairs, and there's a creaking outside. He goes into the living room. <sighs> It's just a tree scratching the window. Oh my gosh. I'm just going crazy. It's just a tree. It's just the wind blowing. Cut to mom's room upstairs. And Jerry Dandridge is in mom's room. Oh no. And I just wrote, yo, he pretty sexy. <laughs> like he's just, he's got a real swagger. Like I, oh. Very excited oh, to see it's, Jerry Dandridge. He, well, yeah, it's, it's. Ooh, he's I'm got that all, vampire glow. He's got a real vampire glow. Like I, I was that into BG. it. Yeah, I just, I just wish his name wasn't Jerry, <laughs> and uh, I wish he kept his nails under wraps. So he walks out of mom's room into the rest of the house, and he shuts the door so that it latches and then keeps pulling. So it like kind of breaks the molding around the door so that the door is now stuck. So like he can't lock the door. But even if she were to try to open it, he's pulled it so hard with his vampire strength that, like, it's jammed, basically. Oh. 
And he's just like whistling, super chill, goes into Charlie's room and is just like, Doot. I can't whistle. Doot, do, 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 do. <laughs> Can you whistle? <laughs> eh, sort of. <laughs> My lips were dry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, her lips were dry, guys. Wait. <laughs> now you're making me laugh. <laughs> you just put your lips together and blow. And blow. Uh, <laughs> hey, so that's what Jerry Dandridge is doing. Yes, it was like a very, you know, chill mm-hmm, whistle. Mm-hmm. So cut to, cut to Chowry walking back into his room. And he sees a light at the neighbor's house go out. And he's just like, what is that? As he's looking out the window, we see hot vamp Jerry Dandridge come out of the closet behind him. He just stands right behind Chalry. <laughs> and then Chalry turns around and vampire grabs him by the throat. <gasps> Ooh. And he's like holding him up. And I'm just like, I am not like not into this. Like I just like. Oh boy. He's just like so. I was really having like a Skella Frank kind of situation. <gasps> yeah. Where you're just like, I know that this dude is trouble. I'm feeling it. But like I'm into uh, a little trouble. Frank. Oh my God. Skella. So like I would love, I love to like put uh, Prince Humperdinck. Jerry Dandridge up against Skella Frank. Ooh, just, okay. Like, see what happens. So he's like holding him up by his throat, mm, and Chowry mm-hmm. is like, whoa, whoa. and he says, "Wouldn't want to wake your mother. Otherwise, I'll have to kill her too." <gasps> and then he fucking throws Chowry into the closet, and like the fucking door breaks and all that kind of shit. Then he walks over and he picks him up by the throat again. Again, and he's like, "You caused me a lot of trouble. The cops almost waking me up, uh, you know, during the daytime. But unlike me, you have a choice. Forget about me, Charlie, and I'll forget about you." As he's saying this, Chowry grabs the cross that he's holding, and he's tr- about to like put it to the vampire's face, but the vampire grabs his hand and like bends it and breaks mm. it so that like he drops it he's so strong he's very strong yeah. like very strong Ooh. and then um he starts doing this thing that was really creepy he literally starts like slowly pushing him out the window but like breaking the window like slowly <laughs> oh like God. he doesn't like break it like he's just yeah, like, yeah. slowly slowly creepy. pushing him out the window next to chowry is like his desk with like all of his desk shit on it. And he's like desperately trying to like grab at something like to to protect Mm -hmm. himself. As he's doing this, he accidentally grabs a picture of Amy and it like falls out the window. And like the picture itself is like impaled on the white picket fence that he is about to fall onto. And uh, he keeps getting pushed out and he's just frantically grabbing Kim. What do you do? And what does he do? And I would say like, the desk is in reach and the desk contains things that a desk has. I'm going to grab a, preferably a letter opener, but if that doesn't exist, then I even go with pen okay, or pencil or something and stab 
Jer Bear. Okay. And he... Where would you stab him? I would stab him... Ooh, I'm going to get... I think let's go specifically pencil. Okay. Since it's more wood-like. Mm-hmm. And stab him in the heart. And then also in the throat. Seems like at least he'd drop me if oh, I yeah. put the, you know. Mm-hmm. I like it. But if 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 my if my pencil didn't act as a wooden stake, I'm not sure that that translates over. Yeah, it's a good postmortem. Yeah, does a pound does a pencil count as a wooden stake? Yeah, it's like does the lead in a pencil negate the wood in the right. pencil? Interesting. Interesting. So <laughs> what is what does Chow redo? Um, or even I, you know what I mean? Like what I'm not I'm not sure what's the easiest. So definitely, I'm trying to stab him in the heart with a wooden stake sure but if that's not fully capable or happening then like throw an eye mm. i feel like is like where i'm headed i really like i i like where you're headed okay um just because i feel like that's at least let me go at least let me go mm-hmm. um i think that actually me and chowry are gonna do it hand in hand all right queen yeah so what he does is he does grab a pencil and the places where you were going to stab him much better. He stabs him in the hand that's on his throat, mm. which I'm like, well, I, you're he's not a pan- Sammy. Yeah. And I'm like, you're panicked. So it's like you stab him in the hand. He's definitely going to let his hand go, For you sure. know, like that okay, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And so uh, Jerry Dandridge lets him go and he's like, owie, zowie. Like he's definitely like hurt. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I didn't like that. And he kind of like backs away. Then we see, we don't see his face, but he's like turned away and like owie zowie. And we see that his hand gets gross and the nails come back. <gasps> what? So his nails are like when he's vampy and he like weird. Yeah. And he like pulls the pencil out and turns to Chalry and he's like a fucking gross vampire now whoa like red eyes kind of bordering on slimy um misproportioned face now too much mouth too many teeth oh i've never seen a vampire with such a transition it was yuckos and pretty creepy like i didn't i didn't like it i was kind of scaredies and he like has this like growl but that kind of growl where you're like oh is that growl coming from the very earth below you <laughs> and um screams at chowry and then we hear knock 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 on the door from mom <laughs> the vampire gets distracted and in his distraction like turns back into like hot dude so like kind of like his vampire features go away and then the vamp leaves out the window and mom is like, my door is stuck. She finally gets out. Like we hear her like trying to get out. And uh, she comes in. She's like, Chow, Ray, what was all that noise? Like I just I'm trying to sleep. I have to work the night shift tomorrow. It sounds like you're having a rough night, too. Do you want a Valium? <laughs> and she's <laughs> mom. I, love, I mean, she's a single mom. She's got to do what she's got to do. And so. Uh, she's like what was that commotion outside because now we're like hearing something happening outside and uh, Chowry is like just raccoons and so mom like goes back to bed and she's like I have to get up at 3 a.m. blah 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 so Chowry goes back in his room and turns on the TV like stunned but like he turns it on in a way that's like I don't know how to process what just happened to Mm -hmm. me it's an old bad vampire movie on again 
with Peter Vincent, the vampire killer from the beginning, the TV show. Mom goes to bed. Chowry, uh, weird. I typed that twice. Uh, he's all fucked up. Phone rings. He picks up, doesn't say anything. He just picks up the receiver. And then we just hear, I know you're there, Chowry. And as we he says this, we see blood dropping into a basin or dripping into a basin. And it's like hot vampire dude's hand. And it's the vamp on the phone. And he's like, I see you. And we push in on his face in the window. So it's like we realize like Chowry is like seeing him see him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just destroyed your car. Nothing compared to what I'm going to do to you tomorrow night. <laughs> and then we see that creep is like tending his wounds. So like we're like, is Billy Creep his like familiar? familiar like yeah, it was like a yeah. very kind mm-hmm. of like subservient um way that he was tending to him. And then he hangs up the phone, Chowry looks back to the TV, and it's Roddy Mc- the Roddy McDowell show. And Roddy McDowell on the TV show is like, I'm a vampire killer. And he hammers a stake into a vampire's heart on the TV show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kim, what do you do? And what does Chowry do? Okay. I think Chowry starts preparing some steaks. Okay. Um, the wooden kind. Mm. not As opposed to the meat. Yes. Got it. Not the cheese kind. Che- oh, cheese steak. Philly. I was like, what kind of... Uh- Never mind. That was a deep cut Philly It joke. was a deep cut Philly. <laughs> um, I was going filet mignon steak. Again, our upbringings <laughs> are so clear. <laughs> I wasn't even trying for that. So appropriate. So appropriate. Um, Quick, what do you associate with steak? Cheese! <laughs> filet mignon. <laughs> okay. And I... I'm going to, hmm, let's see. I mean, this Jerry's got it out for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Jerry's pissed. Sure. I do Jerry's have. Jerry's like, mind your own beeswax, and you actively will not. I do have, okay. And, like, a vampire, like, they can just fucking get anywhere real quick. So it's like, I can't, it's not even like I could just, like, leave town. Yeah. I feel like he'd still find me. Yeah. Okay, but I think my advantage is he's going to be asleep for like the next 12 hours. Ooh, that's interesting. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to also prepare some steaks. Okay. I'm going to eat them. (laughs) And then I'm going to prepare more steaks of the wooden wooden kind. kind. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm going to kill what the fuck Billy Creep whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck his name is Mm -hmm. familiar and then I'm gonna fucking go downstairs and find that fucking coffin and I'm gonna stab him in his sleep I'm gonna go on the uh well couldn't remember the word uh attack attack go on the offensive offensive as they say yeah uh I'm that's a half a point for you get damn uh because there may be some surprises in your Uh-oh. way that um, you didn't plan for. Gotcha. He does the most ludicrous, childish, <laughs> nonsensical thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. He goes to where Peter Vincent, 
vampire killer films his show. Oh, no. And I wrote set? School? Professor? Like, I was, like, so confused now because I was, like, he's kind of dressed like a professor. So I'm, like, was the show, like, an actual Peter Vincent who, like, thinks there are real vampires and it's some sort of, like, educational show? Like, I just was very confused because I'm, like... Clear, like this would be like me accidentally chopping a limb off and being like, where's Meredith Grey? Like she's an actor. She's not a doctor. And so he goes there. You didn't like my deep cut Grey's Anatomy. I was just, I was trying to follow the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, It's fucking weird. No, I think I, I was confused about what you were saying. Like, I got what you were saying at first, and then you and then went I lost so you. deep into it that I was like, wait, is she saying something different than what I think she's saying? Like, I'm just like, why would you go to the to an actor who plays right, something yeah, on TV stupid. and be like, I need your help? Like, it doesn't... Right. Yeah. So... I got it the first time you said it. Before you went deep. Motherfucker. <laughs> Are you with me now? Have you come back up to the surface? I am. Okay. So, so we're on set. Yeah. But he's like walking out to his car and he's like, Peter Vincent. And I'm like, also, why is he answering to Peter? Is his name Peter Vincent? (laughs) So he's like, do you want an autograph? And he's like, no, I want to talk to you about what you said about vampires being real. Do you believe that? And he's like, of course I do. But I just got fired because your generation doesn't. And I'm like, okay, so he really believes in vampires. Is this a documentary show? What's going on? And I wrote, what is this show? So as he walks away, Chowry is like, I believe in vampires. And Peter Vincent PV is like, perhaps if there had been more of you, my ratings would have been higher. And Chowry is like, I have one next door to me. And at this point, PV is like, okay, wait a minute. Is this a joke? Like he kind of drops character at this right. point. And PV walks away thinking Ch- Chowry is crazy. And Chowry is like, you said you believed in vampires. And PV is like, I lied. You're nuts. And he gets in his car and is just like, who does crazy, crazy motherfucker? And like drives away. So cut to. So that was a no go with Peter Vincent. So cut to Ed and Amy pulling up to Chowry's house like separately, but at the same time. And they both walk in. And weird choices abound from Evil Ed. <laughs> and like, I can't even, I can't even tell you what they were just too weird. So they walk into Chowry's room and he has thousands of candles lit. And I'm just like, those are expensive. How did you pay for those? <laughs> or does your mom just have a closet of candles? In which case I also need to know about that. So he's like, sharpening a steak now and he's like I'm gonna wait for the creep to leave and then I'm gonna go stab the vampire while he's asleep that was my plan too yeah so you just didn't waste time going to a actor (laughs) it's bizarre yeah so Ed and Amy are like he's going crazy and Ed is like this is just like Fright Night because remember the show is called Fright Night and Amy is like, um, you can't go to your neighbor's house and like commit murder. <laughs> yeah, like valid you, point. I mean, you can't. 
And he's like, it's not murder if they're already dead. And I'm like, even this, you're really aggro with her. Like, she's just trying to prevent you from making a terrible mistake. Why are you, like, in her face with your chest puffed out? Like, I just, Amy needs to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And so she's, like, trying to calm him down. And she's like, well, you can't go in there alone. And she's like, why don't you talk to PV? And he's like, I already did. And he won't help. And I'm like, is this? That was like, your, why is that? A, what's happening? What, who? Like, why is this? Do people in the 80s think no. that characters on TV are real life? I guess. People? I guess. I, I don't. I guess. And so she's like, well, let's try again. And he's like, we don't have any time. And she convinces him to not go in alone at the very least. Also, like, where are they? I mean, it seems like a little tiny local town, but like he's just there filming. I guess. I mean, maybe it's It's on like public access or something, I guess, maybe. And so, I mean, it's really campy, looked pretty low budget. So maybe it's like a public access channel, I guess. And so Amy and Ed are like, we will go talk to PV ourselves and they make him promise not to do anything till he gets back. <laughs> What's happening? I I mean, I okay. don't know. Like, I I don't know if he's like a local maybe, town celebrity or so. Maybe he is Peter Vincent. Vincent? That's not like a character. Maybe like it's need to it's all it's this. all very strange. So because I'm like maybe he's just like really up on vampire lore. So like his show is like talking as if vampires are real and so people people are like go- like he is an actual expert but like that's not what the show looked like the show looked like I'm an actor playing a vampire killer right very confusing so they're about to leave and she's like let us go talk to PV <laughs> and he's like you don't believe me do you and she just looks at him and she goes I love you Charlie oh Amy Amy like I just oh Amy you're gonna be going away to college soon my love my poor sweet Amy god it's so heartbreaking so cut to Ed and Amy showing up at PV's house (laughs) how do they know what's happening he must be like some sort of local celebrity I guess what's happening but they show up or just like listed in the phone book as like here here's where PV lives and as he hears the knock on the door, we see him inside, like, looking at an eviction notice. Oh, no. And so he lets them in, but is, like, all uncomfortable about it. And that, like, he cu- tries to put on, like, parts of his costume to, like, look more professional. And I'm like, what are you? What are you? <laughs> so they're like, we have a job for you. It's very important. It's saving a boy's life. And they're like, do you remember Charlie? And PB is like, yep, he's insane. And they're like, we legit need your help. Because he legit is trying to kill his neighbor. So PV says he needs a shrink, not me. And he can't help because I was offered a role in a movie and I had to quit Fright Night. Well, we know he didn't right, quit. Right. I mean, yeah. And um, Amy is then like, I have a $500 savings bond. And he's like, I'll take it. And I'm like, Amy. That is going to appreciate in a way oh, that you are currently not appreciating. You're going to need... Amy. $500 savings bond don't use it to save your piece of shit high school boyfriend mm. come on so he is now like into it and they're devising a plan and he shows them like a mirror like a little compact and he's like this was a prop from a movie I shot as Peter Vincent or whatever 
Cut to three trillion clocks, grandfather clocks, going off in the vampire's house. And okay. I realized they go off at dawn and uh, sunrise and sunset. Okay. Being like, these are the times that you need to be aware of. Creep answers the phone in the house. I'm going to tell you what I figured out, not what actually happened, because it was very confusing and not done clearly. The vamp is waking up. And creep is like the phone's for you. We hear vamp on the phone say, oh, I love helping kids. Cut to PV, Ed, and Amy on the other end of the phone. They're the ones calling him. And Ed says, he says we can't bring a cross in because he's a born again Christian. PV then says, how does he feel about holy water? Ed says how do you feel about holy water and he's like he says no and he's like well tell him it's tap water all he has to do is sip it and I'm like what is the proposition okay here's the proposition I'm just gonna tell you okay okay Okay. I think what they were saying was they assume this is not a vampire and that Chowry is going nuts right so what they want to do is they're like the way that you can help a kid is to prove to oh, him right. that Do you're not a vampire. that would hurt a vampire. Yes. So him saying it doesn't have to be holy water. Chalry just has to think it's holy water. And Vamp has to drink it and be fine, which he will be because vampires don't exist. So it doesn't matter that it's not holy water. Right. So basically it's three people who are like vampires don't exist. Our friend is going insane. We have to play into it in a way Blah, blah, okay. blah. Okay. Makes That's sense. the plan. Yes. Was not as clear as the way I just said it to you. So Vamp agrees and says, bring him by tomorrow at 6 p.m. I guess the sun has gone down by that point. So then Vamp hangs up the phone and he says to Creep and he's like, we don't even have to go out tonight. They're fucking bringing him here tomorrow. <laughs> fuck. But they're just like, great delivery grubhub (laughs) (laughs) so cut to the three of them amy ed and chowry outside vamp's house and they're like where is he and we see that it's 610 so they're waiting for pv pv pulls up he is in full peter vincent accoutrement Okay. okay okay full character now he goes in with only holy water in his hand, even though he has like a whole briefcase of vampire killing things. And Chowry is like freaking out because he's like, why did you leave the stakes in the car? And he's like, uh, if you prove that he's a vampire, then I'll come back out to the car and get the stakes. Well, you don't have time for that. It d- says Chowry. Like Chowry is like, if we prove that he's a fucking vampire... Then what is he going to do? Let us make a run out here. Like, what the fuck? So Creep then answers the door. Jerry comes down eating an apple again. He's, he loves his loves apples. his apples. I didn't know that vampires were so into apples. I guess is in this lore, they. I mean, the vampires I know are either unable to eat human food or disgusted right. by human food or, that, or it has no taste. Right. So this apparently, like, in this lore, he can eat and enjoy apples at the very least. I, I don't something specific to uh, apples. Yeah, I don't know. But he like loves apples. I'll he eats them apple, like Jerry. three different times. Yeah, I'm like, hey, do you want this little fucking apple? apple? 
Oh my God. So you can maybe just like cut it with your nails. Like, pull the skin off with your long, gross. This went to a place that I'm no longer okay with. (laughs) And I'd like to back it up and uh, circle back around if we could. I want you to postmortem if there's a vampire apple situation. A vampire apple situation. I will do that. Vamp apple sitch. Okay. (laughs) I won't know what that note means later. (laughs) It's hilarious. Jerry comes down eating an apple. And he's like, I've seen all your films. I found them very amusing. (laughs) And he's like, and who are these? And he like kind of his eyes fall on Amy. And he goes, attractive young people. And he is really taken in by Amy. And like kisses her hand mm-hmm. and she's into it mm-hmm. and i'm like see amy this is a man okay mm-hmm. like just go this i mean is- also but how old is amy oh, i mean underage Ugh. and he's like 1000 years old right maybe maybe it, like when you get to be like a thousand it like, it, like circles, circles back, back yeah yeah so they all make fun of charlie and are like this is what vampires are supposed to do, aren't they? Meaning like seduce yeah, your girl. Yeah, yeah. And everybody laughs at Chalry. And then they hand him the little vial of holy water. And he, PV turns to Chalry and he's like, I saw the father blessed himself today. Vamp drinks it. Nothing happens. And PV is like convinced now. And Chalry is like losing and he's like, what? It wasn't blessed then. And he's like, touch this then. And he pulls out a crucifix. And we see that Jerry Dandridge kind of backs away. (sighs) But nobody else notices because then PV grabs the crucifix and is basically like, you're being very rude. Like he's like, vampires don't exist. and You're being fucking rude. (laughs) And uh. Jerry Dandridge then like looks right at Chowry and he's like, you've already caused your friends enough pain. You wouldn't want to cause them more. And Chowry is like, no, I wouldn't. And so he ushers them out and Chowry is kind of oscillating between was I cuckoo bananas like I really didn't make all of this up or mm-hmm. did I just get tricked? Like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. very confused and he's ushering them out and creep is staring at them creepily and everyone is taken with him. Like they're all just like, <laughs> including moi and PV is kind of standing away from the group a little bit and sort of like pulls out, pulls out that compact mirror like yeah just yeah for no particular reason uh-huh. and he catches a glimpse <gasps> he's not there there's nothing there there's he's nothing not there. there there's nothing there he's not there there's nothing there is not in the reflection <gasps> so this shocks pv and he drops the compact and they all look at him they're like is everything all right and he's like oh it's fine i just I'm clumsy. We see his hand pick up the compact, but we see that a shard of glass stayed on the ground, uh-huh. like fell out of the thing, stayed on the ground. 
Uh, PV is like, oh, nothing, nothing. Picks. Oh, I already read, said that. He quickly leaves. They're like, okay, we should go. Blah, blah. And Chowdhury is like, what did you see? You saw something. Like, you got fucking weird. And PV is like, fine, I did. Okay. He didn't have a reflection. Goodbye. And like drives away, like Kim Whoa. style. Is yes, like minding my own business. A none your business. Yeah. Goodbye. And then Chowdhury says, uh, he's like, fuck, like, I don't know what we're going to do now. But like, Ed, you and I have to walk Amy home. We can't let her walk by herself. So they try to convince as they're walking home. Ed's like, I'm going to take this shortcut home. And it's like this really fucking like misty alley. Oh, great. And he's like, I'm going to go down the alley. And they're like, don't like it's creepy like even if there aren't possible vampires like don't walk down this weird creepy misty alley yeah. like if there's mist it's dangerous and he's like I'm not scared and then he like walks a few steps and then like screams and they run over to him and he's like he bit me he bit me and then he like laughs mm-hmm. and they're like you fucking asshole and then they leave as soon as they walk away being like fuck you Ed we hear someone land on the scaffolding above Mm. it's vampy and he's pursuing ed he jumps down ed turns ed runs and like he trips over those old metal 80s trash cans oh yeah oh yeah 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 trips over a ton of them just so many they're always laying around just laying around yeah bent in half never seen a new one they're always They've always lived a life, those trash cans. Yeah, they have. Those trash cans were made in the 60s and then lived into the 80s. Into the 80s. Yeah, for sure. They are living their own big grandma energy in the (laughs) 80s. So then he keeps running. The mist is coming towards him. Like, I'm just like, this is terrible. This isn't going to end well. And so there's lots of dead ends in this alley. So I'm like, how are these buildings laid out? Like, what is the... Who was the city planner? Why are there so many turns and dead ends in this alley of mist? Also, like, didn't you take the alley as, like, a shortcut? Yes. Like, don't you know where you're going? Yes. I mean, maybe he's never had to. I, yes, you're correct. But who is Ed? Nobody knows. Know. So I sure don't. I, I can't nor, wait to I don't think he knows. see a video. Yeah. So how are these buildings laid out? All of a sudden, vampire. And he's just like. Looking at Ed and he's like, you don't have to be afraid. I know what it's like being different. Cut to shot of Ed with tears in his eyes. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you a good act? What is happening? (laughs) You are having a genuine moment of truth that you are portraying to me in a very heartfelt, convincing way. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) God, it just vexed me so. And so he's like, they won't pick on you or beat you up. And I wrote, I never saw that happen. Like, if anything, I kind of saw Ed as more of like an instigator of bullying. Mm -hmm. But like, I guess he's kind of a small person. So like, maybe he was getting bullied, but we just never saw it. He sounds odd to me. To me, he sounded like the kind of person that would get bullied. And uh, he's like, just take my hand. So Ed fucking takes his hand oh my God. and is kind of crying. Oh my God. And then like embraces him <sighs> like a little boy hugging his dad for the first time. And fucking Vampy like covers him in his cloak. It's and I was like, really sweet. My allegiances have changed. 
this looks like the healthiest father-son relationship Ed has ever had. Like, let him live his life and everyone just stay out of vampire business. Yeah. Like, I just, everyone live their own life. So, cut to Amy and Charlie walking home, not far from the alley, and they now hear another scream. And Amy is like, don't go. Don't let him sucker you again. And then we hear an explosion. Oh. And it's a power outage because there's like this electrical box next to them on like a phone pole or whatever the fuck. That's like, I'm, my wires are broken or whatever. And they're like, what was that? And they're like, I don't know, but we better get out of here. (laughs) And then they see something above them. And they start running. Uh Uh-oh. So they're running and they see a line for a nightclub. And they try to like get into the club through the line. But of course the bouncer is like. (laughs) Everyone's like, "Uh, wait in line, bro. No. And they're like. also you're five years old. Yeah. And they're like, we were being chased by a vampire. And they're like, so are we, I guess. (laughs) Like, no. I've been standing here for 22 hours. Literally everyone in that line. A a line for a nightclub is not people you you want to fuck no, with. No, it is absolutely Because they've all not. been there for a really long time. Those bitches are freezing. a really dumb club that yes. they're about to go into and have no fun. Yeah, and the drinks are going to be $22. But like it's amazing. Yeah. The Pretend girls, it's fun and cool, but it's not. No it's one's not, having a good time. Nobody's no one has any time. joy inside a nightclub. Literally, no one has ever enjoyed themselves in a nightclub. But they all are acting as if it's the best time they've ever had. 100%. They, the girls' feet all hurt they all hurt so bad so bad uh they are freezing because you you can't wear warm clothes while you're waiting in line because then you get into the club and it's really fucking hot what are you gonna do carry around your parka all night when you have this really fucking lady of the night dress on it's all miserable so all i'm saying is you try to get in front of them oh no yeah you better hope that vampire gets you oh no yeah so they're running through and Everywhere they turn, Jerry Dandridge is like easily in front of them, just sauntering yeah, yeah. and whistling. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. your Gosh. fucking energy is just, like the confidence. Like I just, you could even negotiate with me about your nails at this point. <laughs> like I bet he'd win you over. I I think he would easily I win, bet me he'd over. win you over. Yeah. So they're trying to avoid him. They realize they can't, so they climb through the kitchen window into the club to escape him. Mm-hmm. And they blow past the chef who's in an actual chef hat. And I'm like, what club is this? <laughs> what club has a full kitchen with a French chef serving people who are like in a full-blown Vegas nightclub? <laughs> Where are the tables to eat? What is he cooking? So cut to Ed. Now we cut back to Ed at PV's door. Ed. Yes. PV's door. Gets to PV to let him in. And now it's revealed that Ed is a vampire. vampire. And he's kind of got. He's got a new daddy vampire. He doesn't have a new daddy vampire. And he is very loyal to his daddy. And still making weird vampire choices. But there's. (laughs) (laughs) He's got like, at this point, his choices make a little bit more sense because he's got kind of like 
David Arquette in the original Buffy the Vampire Buffy, Slayer yeah, uh-huh. vibe. Um, so it's like sort of working, but like it's still Ed, you know? And I'm just like, what are you? But then also you had that really heartfelt like moment that you really just tapped into. So what are you? So tries to attack PV. What do you do? What does he do? Uh, I'm PV. Uh, you're PV. Oh, I mean, I'm going to grab a prop from my show and kill Ed. Okay. Obviously. And, okay. And what, uh, w- uh, what does he do? Uh, I'm going to say we do it hand in hand. Queen. I'm into surviving, but I'm a little sad that Vampire Ed is dead. He just found his daddy vamp. Well, is he dead? Let's find out. Okay. So PV grabs a crucifix. It's like the, you know, the closest thing to him. And he like presses it to, to Ed's head. Uh Uh-huh. And Vampire Ed like kind of starts crying a little bit. He's so sensitive. He's very sensitive. And, and he's just like, my master is going to be really pissed. And like jumps out the window. Like I just, I just kind of feel like leave Ed alone like he just let him go just live with Jerry Dandridge and yeah and live his life yeah just leave everyone alone just just, uh, literally 100% of the people in this movie just leave everyone alone and we'd all be fine some people would end up dead but that's on them (laughs) they didn't leave uh, well enough alone so we now cut back to Ed um, sorry we now cut back to Chowry and Amy in the nightclub. And they're trying to use a payphone. Remember those? Mm-hmm. I recall vaguely. Yeah. Pictures. And so <laughs> those in, in the museums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Amy says she's scared now. And she reveals that she paid PV to be there because Chowry is like, we've got to call Peter Vincent, the actor. And and she's like, I paid him to be there. And then I wrote, oh, inexplicable chip clip in her hair. Like she's got short Marcy hair, like what she had. And and it's just like a purple clip that's not holding anything. A chip clip. It looks like a chip clip. It looks like (laughs) what you would clip up your chips with. It's a chip clip in her hair. Like Like I don't want these to go stale. It's like... It's a purple chip clip. Like it's like sticking straight out. Yeah. It's just like clipping nothing in her hair. Like it would be like my, like it would just be like if I just went like just clipped it. It's not holding anything out of my face. It it was decorative. It was definitely a decorative lavender chip clip for sure. So um, Chowry is trying to get her to give him PV's number because Chowry still believes that Peter Vincent has some sort of expertise. Cut to Jerry Dandridge. Hi. Hi, Daddy. Straight the fuck into the club. Hey, the bouncer is Daddy. like, welcome. And every girl in there is like, Daddy. Hello. Yeah. Oh, he's got like some like palpable daddy vibes. I mean, it is. T- I, I. My zaddy. He is a real zaddy. So cut to vamp walking into club. Parentheses, I'm into it, is what I wrote. <laughs> and then Amy sees slash feels Jerry Dandridge in the club. Oh. 
as Chowry is on the phone being a fucking douche dick, Jerry Dandridge is just like walking past her and just kind of staring at her, just kind of like crossing her path a bunch of times. And she's into it. Yes, she is. And I'm into it. And we're all into it. Yeah, we are. And then all of a sudden he's right in front of her. And he smiles at her. Hi. (laughs) And she just like goes with him. (laughs) Fucking Chalry is still on the phone like, hello, I'm looking for Peter Vincent. And she's just like walking off onto the dance floor with fucking Jerry Dandridge. Right. And Chalry is trying to convince PV to come help. Cut to. Whew. uh, Jerry Dandridge dancing very centrally with Amy and we are watching a sexual awakening happen I mean we are seeing wow a full-blown coming of age quite, I feel you're saying the journey of Amy oh yeah and like he's dancing behind her you know in that hot way and like his hands are on like her torso and yeah then, oh my god Kim, like this one so she's got a skirt on like Uh-oh. a long skirt and he starts lifting her Slow skirt lift. and like rubbing her top inner thigh. And I was just like, what is happening? And she's into it. And then for a second, for a second, she kind of snaps out of it and like kind of runs away. But then is into it again. And I'm like, I, 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 I feel you, girl. Like, I'm, I, 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 he's a vampire, but also bite me. Hey. Yeah. So he just walks slowly towards her again. And now it's more slow dancing face to face. And then she touches his hot butt. And Ooh. then he touches her butt. And then she exposes her neck to him. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, she's all grown up. She is feeling things. We just watched her grow up in front we of our eyes. Watched her grow up. And so now she's kissing his neck and chest. His chest, too. Yeah, because, Ooh. okay, he's got this almost like, I'm not going to describe this in a way that you will understand that it's hot, but he's wearing almost like a men's boat neck kind of sweater where it's like, it's just got a very open neck but it's not like a v-neck i'll have to show it to you because i've never never in my life what i've said like i'm into this but i'm i'm into this style Mm -hmm. and then she kind of like kneels down in front of him and i'm like are we having a dance floor blowjob right now what is (laughs) happening and i just wrote i am shipping this i am into this be vampire lovers together. This is great. I have zero objections. Except here comes fucking Chowry onto the dance floor, ruining everything. And he's looking for Amy. And then she catches a glimpse of her dancing with Jerry Dandridge in a mirror. And she's dancing by herself. And she's kind of distracted, but doesn't stop dancing. But then here comes Chowry, who's like, what are you doing? And right the fuck in front of Chalry, Jerry Dandridge just straights up starts kissing her. <laughs> and she's into it. Yes, queen. And I am into it. And I just am like, Chalry, get out of here. Okay? You missed your shot. Leave everybody alone. 
Amy is a vampire now. So Chowry tries to punch Jerry in the face, but Jerry, without even looking or turning his head, just catches Chowry's fist and just turns to him and is like, don't lose your temper. Oh, oh zaddy. Zoo. And then he says, bring Peter Vincent to my house or you'll never see Amy again. So then he basically is like, come on, Amy. And she just like goes. And then two guys kind of like cut them off. And like, I can't tell if they were bouncers being like, we didn't let you in. Or like if they were guys like trying to, I'm not really clear, but like basically their path was cut off. And two guys are kind of like messing with Peter, with Jerry Dandridge. And at that point, Chowry like grabs Amy and they make a break for it. Now, Jerry Dandridge vamps the fuck out. Uh Nails come out. Eyes get red. And he just like slashes the dude. Now everyone, there's a commotion now because there's a fight that breaks out. So everyone is like rushing out the doors. And Amy gets like swept into the crowd away from Chowry who can't get to her and they're all like going down the stairs and Chowry is like kind of up a level and he like sees Amy getting swept away and then he sees that obviously Jerry Dandridge made it to her and he just like looks up and smiles and escapes out of the club with Amy Mm. they're gone so then Chowry finally gets out and then we see them driving away in the back of the jeep and Ed is like in the back of the jeep with his like cross and is burned into his head and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) cut to chowry goes to peter vincent's house again peter vincent makes him touch a cross to prove he's not a vampire chowry comes in and pv is trying to skip town and pv is like uh you know wants to call the cops and chowry is it convinces him that they won't believe him and he's like listen kid peter vincent is just a character in a movie i'm fucking terrified and i'm like thank you (laughs) So then there's like sweet music happening where like somebody has revealed something honest and Chowry is trying to convince him like I need your help and PV is like I won't do it I'm scared. Cut to bitch get ready. (laughs) Okay. Take a deep breath. Get ready. (sighs) Ouch. Take a a drink of water because this is getting real. Oh boy. Oh boy. (sighs) Cut to Amy. Mm-hmm. In front of a hearth. Okay. Are on a soft white Ooh, rug. Yeah, I see it. I feel it. In a gauzy gown mm. with snacksy music. Snacksy. She wakes up. Where am I? Hello? And she looks around and she sees a portrait on the wall. Oh. Of herself. Me. And we realize it was his old lover. <gasps> she looks exactly like her. And that's why he was like, you're mine. So here he comes, shirt unbuttoned. Hello. And I wrote, girl, just go with it. (laughs) Like, just do this. And I wrote, she's not not into it. He sits on the rug with her and kisses her. And I'm like, I bet Chowry doesn't kiss like that. That is a grown-up kiss. Like, that is a tutorial on kissing. And it's real close up. And I just, I, it's, I, it was a lot. (laughs) Then he bites her just a wee bit so that she's like, ow. And then he stops. And I wrote, 
yo kim this is fucking hot <laughs> i gotta watch this scene. yeah and then i wrote prince humperdinck am i right no goodbye and then i saw myself out but came back real quick because it's still happening she then unties her own dress oh yeah and i'm like queen get it this is happening she kisses him and they are making out and i'm like very different makeout than the beginning with Chalry. These people are pros. And then he bites her neck. And I'm like, there was no pain in the sound she was making. She was having a full-blown, full-body orgasm at that bite. <laughs> yeah. And we were watching it happen. And I was like, what is the problem here? Like, what is the problem? You're going to be his vampire lover for eternity? Like, great. I don't yes. see the issue. Yes. What, you're going to go yes. back to Chalry? Yeah. Like that little fucking high school turd bucket? You're going to go back to that motherfucker? I guarantee you he doesn't take enough showers and he doesn't know how to kiss and he's super fucking gross and he's mean to you. Just go be a vampire queen. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. Whew. They gave me a break because it was a lot. Cut to sad sack Chowry walking Ugh, through the trees. God, get, just mind your own business, Mind Chowry. your own business. You've lost Amy. Um, walking to the house alone with like a cross around his neck because PV wouldn't come help him. So there's a creepy rocking chair on the porch. And this is where I went. This house couldn't have been anything other than a vampire's house. Like it just, it was the only house on the block that looked like this. And I'm like, it was a vampire's house. So there's mist everywhere. And... All of a sudden, PV is there. PV has decided to help. Mm. And he is in full regalia. And I'm like, did they just let you keep all your costumes? Never mind. So he says, he's like, I've got a gun for creep because he's a human. And then I have all these fucking steaks and holy water and all the shit. I'm bringing it all in this time. And they're like, let's go sneak around the back. But then the front door creaks open. Kim. What? what do you do and what do they do? I So the front the front door was like like come on in. I go inside. <laughs> I take my clothes off. <laughs> and I run dirty dancing style and yes. jump into the arms of my new zaddy. <laughs> Jerry Dandridge. God. Can we be like, can we legally change your name, please? Um, also, before you even answer, I'm giving you a point for that. There is no other fucking answer. Live as a vampire live queen. Live as a vampire forever. queen. Please. With this sexy, sexy man. Yeah. And what do these fucking idiots do? Oh, God. Oh, these idiots. Yeah. I am. What I think they they split up. Mm. And one goes in and one goes around back. One point. They don't split up, but they do go in the front, mm. which I'm like, I feel like the door was like telling you to trick. come in the front. Like, it's clearly tricking you. Yeah. Like, don't listen to the trick door. But they go in and of course the door slams behind them. So now they're creeping around the house. And PV is like kind of starting to lose his cool. Like, he's like, what have I gotten myself into? Here comes Vamp. And he's like scraping his nail along the banister and like, like swirls of wood are coming up. And I'm like, mm. I may be coming around on nails. Po not fully, but I there, there are some things happening within me. Mm. 
And he mockingly looks at them and says, welcome to Fright Night. <laughs> like just being a dick. And I loved it. And then he's like, Amy's right up here. You just got to get past me. And PV pulls out a cross and fucking Jerry Dandridge just grabs it and crumbles it. Ooh. And he's like, you have to have faith for this to work on me. Ooh. And I was like, damn. So now <laughs> Jerry Dandridge starts approaching PV. Charlie then grabs his cross and P and Vamp lets out like this creepy moan and backs away. So clearly Chalry Chalry believes. He believes. And we hear like that guttural groan from the depths of hell. Ka I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Ka <laughs> So sorry. I uh, had a malfunction there. <laughs> um uh and then all of a sudden, Creep is there and pushes Charlie off the fucking stairs over the banister down to the first floor. PV then runs out and Creep and Vamp just stand on the stairs and like Vamp kind of like puts his arms over Creep's shoulders and just kind of smiles to mm -hmm. just be like, this is fun. <laughs> Cut. Oh. oh, God. Gosh. Cut to PV running into Chalry's house trying to call the cops but the phone wires are cut and he's like what the fuck wait where is he chowry's house next chowry chow pv is at chowry's house. yes okay so he goes up to the room and he like tries to wake up mom who is apparently wearing a red a, a wig made of red yarn uh <laughs> turns out it's it's not his mom it's ed in a wig made of red yarn <laughs> and he makes strange ed choices full vampire so excited to be a vampire and i wrote i guess lesser vamps are always ugly like they don't get to like transform back and forth to like passing mm. as human mm -hmm. versus monster face so like a little baby vamp i guess so yeah and uh and i was like ed looks very very gross like very gross much grosser and Jerry Dandridge and just kind of sweaty and slimy and, and too many tooths and <laughs> and his choices are so strange and he's just I guess relaying the mom's work schedule to PV just being like she works nights that's why she's not here and I'm like okay all right fine I sure and PV runs out and he trips over a mini wood credenza in the hallway and it breaks. He looks back at the bedroom and out from the bedroom comes a wolf. What? And I was what? like, what? Do a these wolf? vampires also turn into wolves? What? I I mean, that, that I got makes me like them more. I know, but I also have to I got to postmortem that. I I just I I always thought the vampires and werewolves were very much like, this is my territory. Right. This is your right. territory. Right. But apparently, fucking evil Ed wolfed out. So, PV is laying on the ground, sort of on this broken wood credenza. Here comes this beautiful, magnificent creature of a wolf bounding towards him. <laughs> what do you do? What does he do? 
I take the broken bits from the uh, fucking broken thing that I just fell into mm-hmm. and stab him. And he does the same hand in hand. The wooden st- stabby part. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you just stabbed a wolf. But then like the wolf whimpers like an oh, actual wolf baby. falls off the balcony, stays a wolf and is like wiggling around in pain like a wolf. Mm. And I'm like, can you please fucking change back to a human so I don't have to care about the pain you're in. <laughs> and PV is just like looking down at him and the wolf is like now kind of trying to change back into Ed, but it's like a very slow, painful, kind of sad process. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this Ed is just a tragic character. Mm-hmm. And PV is just watching it and just kind of like, wow, this is a, this is a bummer and I didn't like it and then finally PV just kind of watches part wolf Ed die while sort of crying and I just Mm. it made me really sad Mm. so cut back to vamp house Jerry Dandridge is carrying Charlie over his shoulders and he throws him into the hearth room with Amy straight up like tauntingly throws him a stake being like you'll need this and then locks the door she's looking like she's going through full-blown train spotting heroin withdrawals okay crumpled on the floor fetal position super sweaty shaking unwell (laughs) and we're back sammy's kim just knocked over her mic uh (laughs) So vamped out, cut back to PV with Ed and he pulls the table leg out of Ed and heads over to the, to the neighbors with this wooden stake that he's like, I now have proof that this kills vampires. Cool. Um, goes upstairs, hears Chowry crying over almost dead slash vamped Amy and they're talking through the door and PV is like, make a bunch of noise so that I can break down the door. So basically he's saying, be like, help, help, and bang on the door a lot so mm-hmm. that as I'm banging on the door to try to open it, like, it won't be as noticeable. They'll think you're just yelling for help. But Sweet. like, PV got all the way inside? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Just, you know. Okay. So Vamp and Creep hear it, but they think it's only Charlie. Like, Wah! And... PV manages to break down the door and he sh- uh Chowry shows PV Amy. Uh they then hear this, hear something now that the door is broken down and Creep and Vamp head upstairs. Back with PV, Amy and Chowry, PV says if we kill vampire the, uh, Jerry Dandridge by dawn, she'll be fine because she hasn't fully transitioned yet. It takes mm-hmm. like a night mm-hmm. to transition and He's like, just like in the movies, everything I've done has worked, like from what I know of the movies. Then we see POV of someone listening outside the window of the room they're in as Chowry and PV run out of the room with stakes. Amy's in withdrawal and now her hair is longer. She's got long hair now. It's like because the long nails, long nails, long hair. Oh, look at you with the Vampires are just full of biotin. Yeah. Got a lot of biotin and vampires. Are you a fucking They've Peter Vincent vampire scientist? Luscious, luscious hair and nails. Yeah. Yes, that is what's happening because it is it is no longer a Marcy cut. 
So cut to Chowry and PV in the house and they're kind of creeping around. Peter Vincent then pulls out a gun because, let me go back. Cut to Chowry and PV in the house, creeping around. They meet Creep Billy. PV pulls out a gun. Creep just keeps coming towards them up the stairs. So they're at the top of the stairs. He's at the bottom. He just keeps coming. PV shoots Creep right in the fucking head. Whoa. He falls down the stairs through mist. And here comes Vamp. And Chowry holds up the cross to him and we get another growl. Like it works whenever Chowry does it. And Chowry says, we've got him now. And then in his growl voice, Jerry Dandridge goes, do you? And <gasps> runs away. <laughs> and they look confused and they're like, what is, I mean, yeah, we've got him. Like, what is he talking about? Then we see over their shoulder, Creep sits up, Michael Myers style. Oh. Here he comes behind them up the up the stairs. They turn and they shoot him over and over and over and over. And he finally falls back down through lots of house mist. Then he fucking keeps coming. What? And he lifts PB up by he? his neck. Kim. What? As Chowry. Oh, God. What do you try now? And what does he try? Uh, I'm going to try to... My instinct is to stab him with my crucifix that I have, I guess. Okay. Uh, Do I have any other weapons? You have your entire PV arsenal of various vampire Oh, but I'm Chowry. But like PV is standing right next to you. Oh, oh, okay. Then I... You also like have... We'll grab a steak and stab him with that. Okay. I don't know how he's a vampire because wasn't he alive? Out during the day sometimes? What's happening? Whoa. Yeah. But I'm still going to do that. And I think hand in hand. I mean, I think you have the right idea that it's like, who knows what's going to kill him? Who knows what he is? But the gun but didn't work. I've so got let's a see package of steaks does. next to me. Yeah. A full pack of steaks. So you're going to eat them real quick. <laughs> build up your strength. They're frozen. And I'm just going to stab him with yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, so. That was a deep, deep Philly cut. Real deep. Steakums. Real, real deep. So what he actually, (laughs) hi Dina. So what he actually stabbed him with was the steak the fucking Jerry Dandridge threw to him tauntingly. And I realized he threw it to be like, you're going to have to stab your girlfriend because she's vamping. But instead he stabbed fucking Billy Creep. So here's what happens to Billy Creep. He gets stabbed and then he starts slowly turning to green goo sludge and dust bone and all that's left is his sizzling burning skull after the rest of his body disintegrated into green you can't do that on television slime (laughs) and sand what is he my hypothesis is that he's some sort of undead familiar hmm we saw him in the sunshine, right? Yeah, that's why he's not a vampire. He's like an undead type of situation, Whoa. but also killed by stakes. So I'm going to research that as well. I've wow. so. This I've has been so, a huge postmortem episode. I mean, all, it's going to be. A lot I need of like my night research. I'm going to have to do my own <laughs> postmortem. I know. This is like intense. So. <sighs> 
turns into green goose lime. They then run back up to Amy. PV is looking out the window. He comes back in just before the vamp gets him. So like Jerry Dandridge is like crawling along the wall outside and he's like, gotcha. But Jerry, but PV runs away. They run back into the room realizing that they've got to kill him quick to fix her because she's almost vamped. Then we hear vamp on the roof in full vamp chanting for Amy. And he's like, awaken, awaken my love and kill them. And they hear him on the roof. Chowry runs to find him. PV goes to the room where Amy is because she screamed like in pain. Mm -hmm. And now she has even longer hair and growl face. Mm -hmm. PV holds up a cross and it works this time because he has faith. And like, I guess like it, it worked on Ed too. Like, I guess like if it's a super powerful vampire like Jerry Dandridge, like you need lots of faith. Right, maybe. right. Uh, and so like she like kind of cries and uh, he shuts the door, like shuts her into the room to be like, just stay in there till we can figure this out. PV then comes out. Chowry is like, he isn't on the roof. Uh, and all of a sudden, there he is outside the window. And then there's banging on the door. Because remember, he can like be in lots uh-huh. of different places. And Chowry goes to the banging door. But the vamp busts in through a stained glass window right above PV at the top of the stairs. Fucking vamped. Like the vampiest that we've seen him. Where it's like, you're just a straight up monster. And PV pulls out the cross and the vamp starts laughing maniacally. And he's like, (laughs) you have to have faith for that to work. And I'm like, whoa, his laugh and shit is very scary. Like it was scary. It was scary. And PV holds up the cross again and smiles. It starts to work. Mm. And then all of a sudden, all the fucking clocks start going off. (gasps) Jerry Dandridge. Lost track of the time. The sun's coming up, motherfucker. So all of a sudden, he's freaking out. And they're like, you're out of time. Look over your shoulder. Just before a beam of of light hits him, he turns into a giant, slimy, hairless bat that's like the size of a pit bull. Like, it was big. (laughs) And it starts attacking PV. And Chowry goes to help. And slimy vampire bat bites him on the arm. And then the sun comes in more and it kind of like sizzles his wing and he flies away down into the basement. Chowry and PV head down to the basement to kill him. And they're looking around the basement and the basement is just all of the windows, like, you know, basement windows where they're like kind of above your head are Uh all blacked out, obviously. Uh Uh But it's like windows all the way around. And he's like, you keep searching for the coffin. I'll check it out. Chowry goes off cross-drawn and then all of a sudden here comes hot vampire Amy and she's like super fucking hot now. Uh, cut back to PV finding the secret passage to the coffin and he's he's like it's locked from the inside. Chowry is distracted because he's about to get seduced by hot vampy Amy who's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I know my worth now motherfucker. Yeah bitch. So then he holds up the cross to her and she turns away and starts crying. And she's like, it 
wasn't my fault. You promised you wouldn't let him get me. Kim? Yeah? What are you doing? What does Chowry do? Um... I don't want to be Chowry. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want him... <laughs> okay. Um. I think we hand-in-hand hand stab her with a fucking steak. Do we still have steaks? Where are we? What's happening? Have, Who are we? We have things. Yeah, you have whatever you need. Okay, wait, no. Okay, I think I... St- okay, I stab her with a steak. Okay. He... He gets tricked and succumbs to her crying act. Yes. I mean, I get that there's a way to save her, but it's like, let's just cut the shit. I mean, let's just stab the fucking vampire. So uh, he goes to comfort her and all of a sudden, full vamp. And I'm talking too many fangs, too much mouth. Like, her entire bottom half of her face is a mouth. And it was scurry. And she, like, lunges at him. And he's trying to, like, dodge her and hide behind shit in the basement. But she's, like, super strong. Like, she just, like, moves it out of the way. So I'm like, Chowry's fucked. Like, you're getting your comeuppance for being a shitty fucking boyfriend. Because now your vampire girlfriend is going to eat your head. (laughs) PV finally gets the coffin open. And we hear a... And PV takes his hammer and chisel. This is how they stab vampires in this movie and starts chiseling into his chest. Jerry Dandridge just sits up and pulls the stake right the fuck out. Oh, zaddy. Kim. What? That didn't work. What you gonna do and what do they do? Okay. How else do I kill? don't know I <laughs> take my clothes off <laughs> yep hop in that coffin lay down and give him my neck yep and say take me forever zaddy, zaddy. yep point for that correct they for some reason want to kill him I don't understand I don't it get yeah but Please let Amy and Zaddy just live in fucking peace. Um, so they are, okay. So they, they put a stake in him and it did nothing. It didn't fucking work. How else do I kill a vampire? Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay. 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 Ooh. They, they break a window. So the sun comes in. Yes. You got it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, there's windows everywhere. <laughs> so someone, either PV or Chowry, then throws a stake and breaks a tiny window where light comes in. Then uh, Jerry gets pissed and lunges at PV. Amy lunges at Chowry, but Chowry manages to break more of the windows. And now, like, Jerry's in a place where, like, he can't hide from the sun. Like, he's basically, like, kind of stuck in, like, one place. And they keep throwing things at blacked out windows until he has nowhere to go. And he just kind of starts sizzling. And he tries to, like, bolt back to his coffin, but PV closes it really fast and then starts laughing. uh, He starts laughing maniacally again. 
Chowry runs up and breaks even more windows in direct line of him. And he's blown back into the wall and ignites slash turns into a skeleton bat demon that's like blowing up slash melting slash exploding slash turning into skeleton slash dying and dies. Also, very, very scary. Like, I was like, this scary. I know. I'm just such a waste. Such a fucking waste. What do I have to do to get a man? Oh, my God. I know. I'm so sorry. I just want a good man. This was so triggering. treats me well. This was so triggering. treats me like the queen that I am. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You're so right. So... Cut to, or, like, now we see, like, okay, PV and Chowry, like, sit up, and so does Amy, who's back to normal now with her far less flattering haircut, <laughs> and she hugs Chowry, and I'm just like, oh, God, like, you've experienced what's out there, like, how can you go back to this? And so then they pull PV in for a hug. La-di-da. Cut to next night, camera moves from the vamp house to Chowry's house like it did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Amy and Chowry are in the room making out, mm-hmm. but Amy's clearly taught him because it's way less gross making out and they're actually laying on the bed mm-hmm. and they're watching Fright Night together because PV got his fucking show back and he actually like references Charlie in the show and is like, right, Charlie? Wink. And they're all like, ha, all is well then outside the window. Did Chowry just catch a glimpse of red eyes across the street? Amy says, something wrong? Chowry says, no, babe. And then he jumps back into bed and keeps making out with her. And the movie goes black as we hear Ed. <laughs> oh, you're so cool, Brewster. The end. Ooh, it's a vampire. And life. I just realized right now if the stake didn't kill Jerry Dandridge, right. maybe it didn't kill Ed. It just hurt him because he's a baby vampire wolf. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I, this must have happened before, but I really was not rooting for the team that that movie wanted me to root for. No. At all. I was for... I was like, could Charlie... Charlie... What's his name? Charlie. Charlie. I just could not at at any point type could it. Could Charlie please die already? Yeah. I'm so over him. Or just like mind your own business and your own let business, Amy I guess. go. Like just let her go. Ugh. Just let her go be a vampire queen. What an unhappy ending. Yeah. Barf. And like I just... She seemed really fulfilled like as a woman with Jerry Dandridge. How how can we say that name? <laughs> Jerry Jerry Dandridge. Dandridge. Uh, let me count your points. You process that. Hey, Sammies. Can't get enough of us? God, you're so greedy. Jeez. Come join us over at our Patreon where we have tons more Kim and Kat for you. Yeah, come get some bone con. That's bonus content. We've got t-shirts. We've got videos with research and fun shit. What else we got? We've got home games so you can play along. Exclusive Poll voting things. <laughs> and we have exclusive <laughs> content that you can't get anywhere else. 
So join us and become an official Sammy at our website, www.kimandcutstayalive.com. You can find Patreon and any of our links on social media at KK Sam Podcast, or just go straight to patreon.com. Search for us there. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you, Sammies. Goodbye. Are you ready? I'm ready. You got fully seduced by Jerry Dandridge. Yeah, I did. Uh, Obviously, your dead and alive's uh, terrible. (laughs) You got two out of six. I mean, truly just the probability of you getting that many wrong is (laughs) astounding. But you did get 19 out of 24 on the questions. Yeah, she... Mainly because when you knew that the answer was to fuck Jerry Dandridge, you got it right. <laughs> my entire my entire strategy for this movie was mind your own business and then fuck Jerry Dandridge. Yeah, and, and that's what kept you really alive. Won me. Yeah, really, I mean, won. you did fucking great. So that was a total of 21 out of 30 points. All right, I'll take I it. I mean, you killed it. Wow, that was fun. It is great i liked it and i cannot wait to watch it with you yeah and i'm just like Ooh. prince Humperdinck. Like, am i right i don't know if i want to watch it with you i might need to watch, watch it, it on alone. my own i mean that's fine with me too my own time with it yeah it was um <laughs> wow but i was just like damn <laughs> very excited. Uh, okay so pa- uh, patrons or non-patrons Come on over to our Patreon because I'm going to do a full hour long episode about the dude who played Ed because I got to know about this guy. <laughs> Plus, there is so much other postmortem. This stuff. was this was a postmortem heavy. Um, well, thank you so much to our, our Sammy patrons. Yeah, and, um, this is great. Real treat. This was a real treat. You yeah. guys know what we like. Yeah. I and mean, what will be fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you so much. This has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Um, so please follow oh, yeah. us on social media at KK Sam Podcast. Yep. And um, please, if you would, um, subscribe, rate, and review. Yes. And um, uh, and also tell a friend. Like, if this is something that you enjoy, fucking shout it from the rooftops, okay? Tell people. Yeah. Invite so, them to the party. We love you so much. This has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week. Stay Stay alive. alive. Ghosted me. I'm I'm done. done.